0: is slashers your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media my name is jake and with me as always are my esteemed colleagues co-hosts and cohorts doug and adrian gang say hello to the mutant goons from beyond hey mutant
1: goons are you excited to play with foot fungus today
2: (laughs) hi guys it's aid and this ain't no game that we're talking about today oh
0: i was very sure to make sure i introduced it doug and then adrian because i didn't want it to be a d because the primary crux of this film is very bc oh because we're still in july 6th park about 65 million years ago hey that was pretty good make sure you get paid for that
1: song next time
0: seriously i jingle <laughs> all the way baby gang what are we talking about this week
1: Oh, this one is an underrated, very underrated. And I have a few
0: choice words for you, listeners
1: later. But no, this, we're talking about Super Mario Brothers, the movie adaption that everyone seems to hate, but no one's ever watched.
0: Are, you said that you have a couple words. Are the words "suck" and "it" because that you just reminded me of Degeneration X?
1: Oh no, I'll get to it when I get to it. I look at me. I've got I've got production notes. Damn son, <laughs> I, I made words and notes after rewatching this again. So we'll we'll save it.
0: So we had talked about a lot of shit for this episode. At one point, we were going to do a dinosaur-themed video game month. And so, Adrian, you're a huge Yoshi fan. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes. And in fact, I still have my Yoshi notes in the drive, but... We'll never get to use them, I guess. Pepper so. them okay. in this
0: shit. Because that's one of the <laughs> things is like, I was looking at other games and like, I love Dino Crisis 2. Probably my favorite like straight dinosaur game ever. And I was still like, man, Yoshi has like a lot of fun that you could talk about. And then I was like, why the fuck aren't we doing Super Mario Brothers? It's about dinosaurs, baby.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Now I'm really excited that we did this because I haven't watched it. I don't even know, like since since I was like a kid. So I was so excited. I was so happy to watch it. And I was just getting all, you know, getting it ready and everything. And Dan's like, I've never seen it. And I'm like, the fuck are you? You didn't have a childhood, fuck boy. How the fuck have you never seen this movie? It's like only like it's literally the best movie. I had the biggest crush on John Leguizamo, who just had a birthday, by the way. I mean, I I still
0: do dress him up like (laughs) Tu Wong Fu. I'll put a dick in him. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah he does make a pretty girl that's true yeah he's not bad
0: well actually he makes a good little boy in a dress according to wesley snipes yes i have that <laughs> movie fucking memorized i'm a huge fan that's
2: only well, the best movie
1: <laughs> well a, i don't think you'd feel the same after you see him in the past which is another movie I oh loved.
0: god i hate that movie so much dude we did that for april fool's month last or two years whatever and i wow have you watched it recently doug
1: I have, yes, and I love it. It's what? even more stupider than
0: I remember. Yeah, I mean How? it's just so it's
1: it's like love peace and chicken grease. It's,
0: like, you know, it's so stupid. And when he starts doing like the yellow face Asian routine, and you're just like, Oh god, this is so frustrating. Oh yeah, what was he doing? He's like, Oh yeah, I missed a boy, I
1: bring the chicken. Like, you know <sighs> what I mean? He's playing all like this st- it's a, actually the DVD, if you look on the back where it has the rating on the back, it says, like, uh, you rated PG-13 for extreme racial stereotypes. Yeah. So, so I'm mean, like, oh wow, my that's the first time I've ever seen that. I
0: haven't either. I mean, Jesus, I've seen American History X. I don't think that's in the rating. Ayo. Oh,
2: well, it was 97. You could get away with a lot more back then, I guess.
0: But this film was 93. And the version that Adrian and I watched, I don't know if you did, Doug, was the new Markle, Farkle, Joe Jangles, Bangles, the Jankle Morton cut which was created by fans of this movie. So we are not alone. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are not alone. Spoiler alert, the three of us fucking love this movie.
1: Yeah, well, that makes me feel bad because I got my old DVD from like the early 2000s. But Doug, that's great
0: because after this episode, you're going to be pumped, right? You're going to be jazzed. Go on to archive.org, put in the Morton Jenkel cut of super Mario brothers and you get an extra 25 minutes of content. And one of the things I really loved, I know that some people who aren't like into film production might think it's kind of jank, but you can see where it has like the production timeline on the bottom and it looks different. And a few times you could even see where the AI is trying to reconstruct faces because the underlying film is so degraded. But as a, like a fan of film, I fucking love it because what's really of consequence in a lot of the scenes is just like an extended shot but it sets a completely different tone and pace and rhythm. And it just feels so right. It took a movie I loved and like made me lust for it and love it. I want to make love to this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely enjoyed it. I had to watch the majority of it on my phone because I tried to stream it on the TV and it just was not, was not doing it on the me. TV but, uh, on the big TV. Uh, oh my God. My green screen's falling. I guess you can't see. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's fine. You can't see it. So it's okay. But it it is really cool. i like, I was able to, I like that you could differentiate so that you can tell exactly what it is that you missed because, you know, it's most of us haven't watched this in how many years. So how would you like, I, to be honest with you, there's so many things I didn't even remember. Oh yeah. Like the fun, how could I forget the fungus? Like I forgot about the fungus helping them. It is
0: literally the backdrop of the entire movie and you forgot it. I know.
2: Well, I always remember the big thing coming out. Like yeah. the head. <laughs> Okay,
0: let me interrupt you. Doug, are, when you suck in your tummy, are you able to pull your nuts up? I can try or they kind of
1: get sucked in when it's like a hot day. I'm like, oh, where, oh there they are. That's one of
0: the things I, I, I've always been able to do. I, if I suck in my gut, I can pull up <laughs> both my nuts, my left better than my right, even post vasectomy. And l- the king fungus reminds me of my own scrotum each and every time I've ever seen this film.
1: Oh, man, you better get that checked out. That's prolapsed.
0: I literally did. I had a woman tying them together with scalpels and needles a couple months ago. Wait, a month ago. Am I only a month post vasectomy? All my bruising's gone. It doesn't look like a mutated sea slug anymore. It just looks like a small dick now. <laughs> Got him. Oh man. Well, that that sucks. Here. Have I told the story on the show about going on a blind date? I, I used to joke about having a small or maybe it's not a joke. I used to just talk about having a small dick all the time. Right. And literally my friend set me up with her friend. And at the end of the date, it was just a fine run of the mill date. She kissed me shoved her hand down my pants, grabbed my cock and nodded her head and then drove off. And the next day, my coworker friend was like, oh, I won't tell you if it was a joke or if it wasn't a joke, but the fact that they went to such great lengths to find out my not that great length. Wow, very touched. Literally.
1: Well, well
2: I think you were just assaulted.
0: I hope she at least bought you ice cream. No. But <laughs> oh she didn't like God. didn't go to town on it or nothing. So I mean, it was just a, you know, it's like a sizing it up. <laughs> I thought that was just everyday. I feel like it's long overdue for a guy to get, you know, Taking advantage of like that with all the gross men I've seen at hardcore shows and mosh pits. I'm like, yeah, hey, go ahead. Cop a feel. It's fine. Paying it forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, those those BDSM ones now. It's like, hey, you got to make sure you wear your Doc Martens in there. And, you know, that, that's your self-defense. It's like, let's give you let's see if you're really punk. We're going to wear these Doc Martens. You take your pants and we kick you in the nuts and see how bad you bleed.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know. Like, I wouldn't need to do that. I look at like 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 your like your limbs. Like, that's how I can tell if you have a big dick or not. And it's true because I was just watching that show Sex Life on Netflix. It's not horror, but everyone should watch it because it was so fucking good. And they showed the main guy naked in the shower and his freaking dick was like down to his knees. And like, he's super like long, like everywhere else. Yeah, but then
0: you've seen Bedazzled with Brendan Frazier, and his dick is super tiny when he's huge. That's the one thing I remember from that movie.
2: No, but he doesn't have long, like you have, like it's like a lankier. He's literally an
0: NBA player, you dingus. Then that's not the movie from the 90s we're talking about. We're talking about the extended cut from May 28th of 1993, and people are wrong. This will fascinate and disturb all of you. Wikipedia is wrong. IMDb is wrong. TV tropes. All of these places. You're assholes. You know why? Because these people say this is the first feature-length video game movie. No, it is not. I've already talked about the first feature-length video game movie, albeit not in a full episode because nobody would download it because I'm a metadata whore. Cyber Ninja. You remember me yelling at you about how much I love Cyber Ninja or Mirai Ninja. Quigo gumo kinin gaiden which is to say future ninja stealth cloud joy device side story is the first and it's really good and you should watch it through whatever nefarious means you can because it's not streaming anywhere.
1: Uh, well, you want to know for all you haters out there, I got one word for you, so pay attention closely. The ones who say, oh, I didn't see Super Mario Brothers because the *Nostalgia critic took bad a bit me. You know what I mean? Like, that type of person, I'm like, well, have you seen the fucking movie? No, I just know it's bad. Well... Listen to me here closely, you no know, fun having beanbag chewing prolapsing is having blue ball sucking, rosebud dairy or having used condom eating tater tot licking old lady tit sucking finger up their peter Popper piece of boring shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are. So actually watch the fucking movie before you judge it, assholes. So it's one hyphenated
0: word.
2: That's going on a t-shirt.
0: Yes, the run-on sentence. Yeah, no, send me that in a in a message and I'll put that on a shirt. That's delightful. Oh my
2: god, that needs to be on a shirt. I will buy that tomorrow
0: for a dollar. Zing! Yeah, we'll we'll get two cents uh, commission. That's amazing, though, Doug. Good job.
2: Yeah, that that was really good. I'm impressed. Well, it was the coffee that wrote it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Like how St-
1: Stephen King said, Oh, I didn't direct Maximum Overdrive. Cocaine did. Yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> he and Alice Cooper, the two guys who I know who are like straight lace white dudes, really booky, but also through substance abuse, just don't remember like wide swaths of their life. Like, Alex Cooper was like, I just don't know years. He would wake up and he would take a shot before he'd even open his eyes. But then he listened to him now and he's like a golf grandpa. I love it.
2: Ah, that's so cute.
0: So the budget of the film estimated $42 million to $48 million. There was a kind of bidding war when it came to the Super Mario rights. And one of the things that's really interesting that I think a lot of people are going to kind of lose to history, a lot of people view Nintendo as this big evil company now, right? They're kind of getting the Activision treatment, people mocking them, you know, rooting for the Switch to die because of the Steam Deck and all that. And that might be. But we're talking about 90s Nintendo, where they were really concerned about quality. And so like when it came to licensing Mario for comic books, they didn't go with Marvel, who was notorious for licensed books at the time. They went with Valiant Comics. And when it came to the movie, they could have gone to big studios, but they went to Leitmotiv because Leitmotiv at the time actually had like a good reputation. And we learned now that that was wrong, but it was good then. It made $38.9 million at the box office. And when you factor in the costs of promotion, Jesus, Jesus Christ.
1: Well, I mean, they were taking a big risk on here, too, because the thing is, this was like right around Mar- Super Mario Brothers. Like, there is no fucking story. It's like, how am I going to make a story out of these pixels? That's a flower, a, a plumber and, and a little brown thing that moves around on the floor. It's like, what am I going to do with this? So they took a big risk and. I don't know. I like to see this as like a mix of like Blade Runner and an episode of Cow and Chicken.
0: That is huge. And that's why I love the Morton Jangle cut, because one of my all time favorite films is Blade Runner. You can see the tattoo for it. I love Blade Runner and I love all the cuts of Blade Runner. I even love the one where Harrison Ford has the shitty voiceover. I just love it. I love the world. And this is the same fucking thing. It's just a different cut and I get more of the world. And I always thought that, you know, this was basically like if you took the Blade Runner set. And you combined it with like, I don't even know. Hold on, I haven't had a note about this. Hold on. Crazy. So this is okay, this is this is my comment. I, I type this as I'm watching the movie. Dino Hatton is like Blade Runner, and Batman returns raw dogged on the an arcade cabinet of Crazy Taxi.
1: That's a lot of
2: static shock.
0: <laughs> eh? It's real. Oh.
2: Very nice. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, honest. okay, let me ask you a serious question. Would you show your kid this and would they
0: enjoy it? I would show it to them. They would not enjoy it. It takes way too long. It's not kiddie fun. A 13-year-old totally could see liking this, but that short attention span doesn't make any sense. Like, they'll be looking at it and going like, huh? And it is actually somewhat subdued when it comes to, like, Iggy and Spike. The fact that they're not, like, visibly dinosaurs and stuff. I feel like little kids who don't care won't do not care will not analyze that you know like when i was a kid i cared but i remember in talking to my friends and like viciously defending this movie because i liked this movie my whole life and i had friends who poo-pooed it their whole lives and being like well what about the dinosaur guys they're great Fisher Stevens, uh, Doug, Short Circuit.
1: Yeah, no, I saw that. I didn't even recognize him uh, when I first seen this movie. I'm like, oh my God, it's Ben.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And he's a good actor and I love it. But that was one of the things is like I had gone into this movie having seen Short Circuit 2 and being a a fan of that actor. So I gave him extra attention and I feel like a lot of kids won't. And then the narrative kind of gets lost. And if the narrative gets lost, you don't care because you're just seeing Very minor references to the video game instead of the overarching thing, which is a a very impressive way of stringing together. Like Doug said, how the fuck do rock bullets and little Bob bombs and shy guys and flowers, all those things mix?
2: Yeah, I think at the time for when we were growing up, like Mario was such a big part of our lives. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how kids feel about Nintendo now because there's Fortnite and there's all the other big whatever shit, I, I, things I can't play because I just don't have the coordination for. So, like, I feel like the big hype with Mario and loving the game, because you know, we have the Super Nintendo, and like I, there's like one of the the levels that I could always beat like with my eyes closed, yeah. and I literally would wake up and just play it really fast for like five minutes and then like go about my day. So, I was super excited about the movie and I was so happy to see it. I think it was like only six, six or seven when I Six. O'clock. Yeah, I was around six years old when I saw it. Yeah. So, like, I got it. But then again, I feel like it was more in our in our faces back then versus now. I don't know. I don't know what kids do now.
0: Well, I think and this is an interesting part. It was fresh then versus now it's just part of the zeitgeist. Like people just like know who Mario is. But even then, like when I was a kid, I didn't really realize that Pauline, you know, I remember feeling let down as a kid because it wasn't Princess Peach. But then, yeah. when you know, you know. Pauline is Mario's first girlfriend. She's from Donkey Kong in 81. Like she has since made a resurgence. So it's one of those things of like us honoring tradition and stuff like little kids might actually get that more, even if it's not like fresh, because it's just part of what they grew up with. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. For sure. And you know, it's just like little things about the movie. I really like how they reinterpreted a lot of the characters to make them fit for the, you know, for the movie. Yeah. Right. Like, 100%. because, you know, you could make the Goombas with the little chicken nugget things. Right. But then they're not as menacing as they are in the are film. Because you know? that's what I love about them is
0: that like, so this movie is, is very much like Gremlins 2 to, to me, where it's like antagonistic. Right. A Goomba is all head, little feet, nothing else. And this, it's like all body, virtually no head. And as a kid, I was like, "Wow, that's hilarious." And my friends were like, "That doesn't even make sense because when he jumps on him, it's supposed to be a—it's only a head." Well, I mean,
1: that's the same thing with like Toad. Anyone expect Toad to be like the stoner uh, musician, (laughs) the (laughs) swirly-headed (laughs) hair? You know who that is, by the way. That's uh, Mojo Nixon for all you rockabilly people out there. Yeah, so it's funny. He went from uh, doing this to singing a song. He's like, now nah, I'm going to take you back to a time when all women had motors in their pusses and all <laughs> men drank liquor up their asses. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's real, like, rockabilly. So oh, if you yeah. ever listen to him, if you've ever played Redneck uh, Rampage on uh, the PC, they used a lot of Mojo Nixon's music. That's how I heard about him. And then I realized I'm like, oh, fuck, he's toad in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, my
0: God. He's very much got that, like, Roger Allen Wade energy. Yeah, real vulgar, too. Funny. Which is the best. I have to give props where it's due when it comes to the extended cut. The predominant like factor was Garrett Gilchrist did a lot of it. and I think it's a thankless chore. A lot of people would never even notice that there's a difference. and I was thinking like how you would even track it, right? Like you just you have two screens on at the same time and when they go out of sync, you start tracking which is which. Like it's so bizarre to me. and it's so amazing and it's such a labor of love. He obviously can't monetize it. But did you know, his isn't the only love labor that has come out since this film. Uh,
1: Do tell. Ah. So
0: I know y'all be loving this shit right her when Daisy's at the end and she's like, great Scott. Well, it ends on a cliffhanger that is never unhung. But I know the guys who run, I think it's SMBmovie.com, whatever. It's an archive of everything about this film. They helped along with one of the writers of the film, Parker Bennett, Bennett, whatever. With art, artist Eric Donovan, and then you had uh, Steven Applebaum and Ryan Haas. They created a fucking webcomic to supplant what would happen. Hey, Dan, how's it going, kissy face?
2: <laughs> Jake said hi. Wow, <laughs> Sorry. Let's get
0: that butt on camera. You broke the
1: illusion. Now Super Mario Brothers aren't in the background anymore. What the hell? <laughs>
2: How are they? That's like the
1: you know, I got to say too, uh you know this is the I love the cast because it's very diverse. Oh yeah. And it doesn't care like you know what I mean like uh like Bertha, she's she's a black woman, then you got John Leguizamo playing Luigi, you know. I think he's Cuban, right? Is it Cuban or Puerto Rican? He's Colombian. He's Colombian, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. looking
2: it up today, and I was like, oh, I didn't know he was Colombian.
1: I was, I was thinking of what he said in the past. He's like, oh, I'm this and this and this and this, and now I'm blind. <laughs> so,
2: he just turned 57, too. I'm like, oh, my God, we're all getting old.
1: Yeah, we're getting old. But, uh, hey, they got the
0: money. They can pay for the graves. Yeah. So. <laughs> he could do the HGH to like Sylvester Stallone and still have an eight pack. You can fuck off. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the comic book, it doesn't end it similarly had the same problem that the movie did where it never got to full completion, but the first arc of it is a nice little like end to the story there. So check that out. It's fucking free again. Something just like the extended cut. You can't monetize because somebody else owns it, even if they're not doing anything with it. And let's move on. Shall we? Can we talk about these assholes who directed this film?
2: Sure. Oh, I did see that the one guy did like directed an orgy video.
0: (laughs) It was very in vogue, if you remember stuff like Pet Cemetery in the 90s, to take a music video director and give them a movie. And I can give you a prime example of why that's a bad idea. Have you heard of this thing called The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man? Tea? Mark Webb came from the music video world. His music videos were good. His Spider-Man movies were not good. Patently not good.
2: I liked them. Huh? The, one with, the ones with Andrew Garfield? He is fine.
0: He is fine.
2: They were, they were okay. The
0: narrative story makes no sense. The special effects are bland. The costume is terrible in the first one. The costume is redeemed in the second one. But then the plot is so stupid in the second one. It makes me want to die. But that ties into another point I want to make. Can we get better? there? Well, well, we'll put a pin in it. Just remember Marvel. Jake will eventually mention Marvel. Rocky Morton, Annabelle Jenkel, married people who fuck each other and fuck over others. And nobody has a kind thing to say about them from the set of this film. Have you seen some of the commentary from people like Dennis Hopper and Bob Hoskins?
1: Oh, yeah. They drank themselves at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Which I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with that either. But they must have paid them pretty significant money because the budget of this is pretty crazy.
0: Also, one of the huge issues. So, like, even their own... Agents had them go off set at one point because it was such a toxic environment and they had there was talks about replacing them and just logistics of trying to get that done with the set pieces that they had and everything. It would just collapse everything. So everything was already behind schedule, but starting over would basically not work either. Everybody just hated them. Hoskins called it and I quote a nightmare Hopper called it a nightmare Leguizamo wrote openly in his book that they just you know they would just drink themselves to the point of absurdity so they didn't have to deal with these people but is there sense in the madness is this like Stanley Kubrick firing a gun to scare Shelley Duvall because it made something amazing or is it just an example of a broken clock being right twice a day I think the latter yeah I kind (laughs) of think so yeah
2: well that's interesting because I like the things that I've I read, I didn't like. I was reading that everybody hated working on the movie, but I didn't never did nothing that I saw, but I didn't really dive deep into it. I didn't know that it was because of them. So like, what did they do? Like, did you? Did you find out what they well, did? Well, nobody
0: knew, like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. So one side is saying when you do this, 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 and the other side's saying when you do that, 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 and it's just inconsistencies, and that causes delays. And they were apparently very hostile and openly admonishing people, and they were not very polite, and they were very pompous. And Bob Hoskins, like they don't they did not know a fucking thing. Hoskins went to his grave saying that this movie is the worst thing he ever did. I don't think it is, but I you know.
2: No, no. No, I was going to say,
1: I mean, it's it's probably different for them. If you have such a bad experience, I'm like, well, you know, I just had such a bad experience, I'm not going to watch the movie. Yeah, You know what I mean? They probably never watched the movie after it. They're like, okay, this is, I, I don't care. He it's also tar- didn't
0: care about the source material. He didn't even know Mario was a video game thing until his son told him. But his son likes the movie, so that that's something. That's a nice little keepsake for your dadsies.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it gets too much hate, and I don't know why, because it's, it's a good movie.
0: I think it's It's very ambitious, and here's where I want to cue this in. When we get to the writing, we got Parker Bennett, we got Terry Runte. They write this fucking script, and it's weird, and it's thievery. They openly reference stuff like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters, quote-unquote, heavily borrowing from. So they're open, and they admit that. But they do something crazy ambitious, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this ages remarkably well compared to stuff like Marvel. And what I mean by that, I always talked about my frustration with Marvel movies is like, you know, being incorrect by a degree. It doesn't immediately matter. What matters is four miles down the line when you're a whole swath away, right? Because it's just those little degrees end up becoming big things versus this is just a different interpretation and the wildly ambitious nature I can never see Disney allowing anything like this to happen, and technically they owned Buena Vista at the time, so they actually could have had a say in this. This will never happen again, I don't think, in our lifetimes.
1: Oh no, never! I mean, that's the great thing about this movie. Though. There's so many like weird sleazy shots too, like when they go to the police station and you know they, they got like the hooker legs around the chief. I'm like, yeah, Disney could. I think this movie's PG-13. No, it's PG. Yep,
2: it's PG. Yeah, but you know, again, that was like the time, right? We were subjected to all these terrible things back then. That's what makes us us now.
0: Well, actually, let me look at it because I I wonder what Cool World was rated. I thought that was only PG as well. And that gave me my first boner, I think.
2: Mm.
1: No, Cool World was PG-13. I remember that. Hello.
0: (laughs) I think so. Well, I had the the tape. I remember seeing that, too. It did get a PG-13. You're right, Doug. Well, it makes sense. I saw one of the first comic book characters give me a boner. I was found on archive.org where you could find this. You can find full issues of Wizard Magazine. It was a redheaded super creature named Dawn and I was very young and impressionable and she had red hair and two other assets I'll mention. And she had dental floss thongs, right? Yeah, that's not what was being assessed at the time. But yes, never owned a copy of it. But I certainly put that Wizard Magazine through use and abuse. You open it up, the pages
1: stick together and oh it sticks my to your hand. You feel like I'm Spider-Man you know. sticking to the roof. God damn it! My- and then when your friends come over, it's like, here, I got the newest issue of Wizards for you here.
0: Like I'm going to go give myself carpal tunnel syndrome in your mom's bathroom. So they bring in another guy, Ed Solomon, who's like having to rein this whole thing in and cut like huge things because it was over budget by over twenty-five million dollars. And so he gets a writing credit only in so far as he's like, this is. This doesn't make sense. You can't do this. It's not allowed. We don't have the money for it. But, you know, I think that there's some dumb stuff like Dino Hatton versus Manhattan. But the overarching like creation of this thing is really fascinating and good and kind of like Dark City and stuff. Like, what would you guys compare this to?
1: Well, I mean, like I said Blade Runner before and then it's honestly when every time I watch this movie I think of Cow and Chicken, like when, when they're driving the cars and they just crash into each other and they like that's their parking. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's and it's actually more of a dinosaur film than Tammy and the T-Rex. So 100%. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Almost every yeah. creature in this is a dinosaur that just happens mm-hmm. to look fleshy. And Fungus.
2: It's very nostalgic. I remember my cousin had it on VHS and all of us would just sit around and watch it all the time. It's so f- good like it's just it's just a fun movie like there's not a part that everything is so interesting like even the dynamic like it's so sweet that you know the mario raised luigi and all this stuff and like it's just a sweet little plot line with daisy and luigi and all of that so it's just it's i don't know it just makes me happy i was just like i don't think there was there's like one part the only part i don't like is when um i always get teary-eyed when dennis hopper koopa kicks Yoshi when he kicks him. You're
0: really about to cry right now.
2: What I know I'm gonna cry and and then and then not when he gets stabbed. And when Lena stabs him, yeah. Okay. Well, the the kick the kick comes first, and then he's stabbed later. And I'm like, oh my god, I like my Yoshi. That's
0: why I'm vegan. Fun fact.
2: I was holding Stella know, like calling Stella Yoshi all night last night. I like my little Yoshi, so yeah. I don't know. It's super cute. It's just a. Good... And then the one chick who's like the that's kidnapped and never puts down her cigarette is like the funniest thing to me.
0: Yeah, and like that's clearly like clearly these people had never written a children's movie because like you don't do that. There's a cut part where she's trying to heckle the Goomba into smoking a cigarette.
3: Mm-hmm. She is literally yeah. peer
0: pressuring a villain into smoking. And the villain is like, no, thank you. I'll pass Batshit. shit. I love it.
2: Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like I just, the extended cut makes it so much better. And it's like, you're watching a new movie for like, you're watching this and with like fresh, like a fresh take. It's so nice. So
1: and what's great too is Dennis Hopper as as uh, well. He's I call him Mister Exposition. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he basically tells the whole thing like like you know I was here this many years ago, and they happened to get the crystals down here. But um, he's basically playing just the the Trump version of uh, Lefty <laughs> from yep. Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. One hundred percent. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, it even says the same line, boys, boys, boys. <sighs> you know, I was yeah. waiting for him to say, "I'm the Lord of the Harvest," but. Well,
0: when he is like quite literally yelling the exposition, I even have a note where it's just like listening to a boomer yell about like the good old days or something, where it's like this rehearsed thing where it's the same shit. And Fiona Shaw is so good as his like lackey Lena. And she has this look of like eagerness, but then she's also playing it two-faced because underneath there's this like simmering disdain of like, I've heard this 50,000 times. Why are you telling this to me? Which I love because in a movie, why are you talking about exposition to somebody who knows it? You're talking to us as the audience. But in this, they contextualize it with he just does this all the time. He just says the same routine over and over again. And she just hates it. But she still craves that alligator dick.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was watching this and I'm like, man, they really gave him the, the he was Boris Johnson too. So, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But here's the thing, I always, when I was watching this again, I'm like, so when kids saw this and they knew Yoshi, they knew Koopa, well, uh, Go, not Gozer, what's his name?
2: Bowser. Well,
1: Bowser's yeah, Bowser. the king.
2: Yeah, Koopa
0: is him, which is just a race of creatures in the video games.
1: All right. It's, it's like, it's there. very
0: confusing. Yeah. You're right.
1: Well, it, it's at first because they don't even get their outfits until like an hour and six minutes into the movie. So you know to get that, it's kind of like I, I see how kids would do. It. They're like, okay, like we're playing. You, we're just wearing regular clothes. And you're Mario. You're, Lu, you're Luigi. You're Princess. Yeah. Uh, you're two dinosaurs. And like, uh, wouldn't kids get pissed about that? They're like, wait, where's uh, where's C- Bowser's cousins? Let me. That's not them.
0: Let me one up you. In the extended cut, it's an hour and twenty one minutes into the film before they get dressed. And I was like.
2: Oh, it's giving me anxiety. Just put the fucking thing on. I know. Well, I think that this was meant to be the part one. So they're, you know, showing the backstory, right? So the intention was to make more. And I just can't, I don't understand how, well, I guess because it flopped, but it's just so stupid to me that they, that something this, like this big could just not do well and never be thought of again. So I guess it's kind of nice that we don't have sequels because it kind of makes it, more special in that way. Cause I feel like the sequels would just get worse. And
1: well, I mean, they could have like that son from Mario three. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to have the Sun as the enemy, but no, it, it gets weird. Like you said, I don't think this, the people who wrote this, you know, ever wrote kids movies before. Cause uh, I mean, the beginning when they're, when Luigi's out of the car and then Mario's like, go talk to her. <laughs> and then he comes out with the water and he's like, everyone has tap water. Yeah. And uh, I was, it was like weird, maybe like in a sequel, if it was R rated or something, it's like, I was like, I feel like this Princess and Mario and Luigi are gonna have this weird DP scene or something like later on. Like, man, it's just weird because I don't were they drunk like throughout filming it or were they drunk only after? Like it, it's weird because I mean their banter together is really good, but it just feels like two drunk guys a little bit.
0: Well, you know what's great is their banter is delightful the whole fucking movie. They're very close, but when Mario is standing on Luigi's boots and they're just awkwardly waving at everyone, that's some of the most awkward shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
2: I love that part. It's so cute. He's like, just get on my feet. And he jumps on. And he
0: just, without asking questions, like, sure. And they're just, like, very stiffly, like, junior prom, like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's something like a Tim and Eric thing. You
1: know, they always do the th- weird thing where they're, like, close together, they're, like, hi. Hi, we're the married couple. Hi. Hi. And they just look, like, this really awkward. There's this one skit they do. It's it's really funny. But uh, that's what it reminded me of when they're flying off the what are the boots called again? I remember they they're were called
2: like something. boosters or something.
1: Yeah, boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Or thwamps? No, thwamps. Because I remember they referenced one of the oh, enemies in the game.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I just love like all the little touches they did, especially with the little bob bombs. And you see them coming, like, oh my god, it's a bomb bomb! And then they have to put th-
1: product placement.
2: The the bullet or what are what are the thing the bullet looking things there are the cartridges in the in the in the boots to like power them up.
0: The bonsai bills.
2: Yeah, yeah. So did you notice that I never noticed that, which I thought was so cool. Like I just like I just realized that last night. So I'm like, oh
0: yeah. Well also like ridiculously cumbersome, right? If I had to load my boots every time I jumped, I just wouldn't jump.
1: Like, man, this boot gas is getting expensive. I can't be doing this. It was the nineties technology. <laughs> uh well, what do you gotta think about that opening? I like the the thing is it's funny, when I watch this movie and I haven't seen it for a bit. I will watch it at the opening. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is kind of. It looks like a uh, like a Macintosh game. Like, remember the floppy disk games from like the early '90s. When you're going That's through what the it cave, looks like. yeah, yeah. But did, so like the dinosaur. Remind animation. me, Doug,
0: in the original, does it have the stop motion Harryhausen-esque dinosaurs? No, it has like cartoon drawings. It looks like Drop Dead Fred opening credits. Yeah, this is delightful. Like it, it's so nostalgic, but it's like it's a great transposition of like it's not your grandma's dinosaur movie hip kids with your backwards caps like it goes and it's really quaint and they're all like you know scuttling along and then it's like New York 65 million years ago and then it goes into a fucking cave made out of the shit from Reboot and comes out in New York and you're like what
1: what oh well this opening's a little bit different I think because it opens to like what you think is almost like a scene from The Exorcist too. <laughs> you know when they go to the church and like it's this really dark on oh, this lighting yeah. and you see the
0: nuns
4: and like, like
1: is this an
4: exorcist
0: see, it goes from this to that and yeah. it, it's a very staunch change and like within the first second i don't know if you noticed this there's already an extended shot of her standing on yeah. the porch of the church and i was like oh hell yeah like i don't have to wait for nothing
2: yeah like right away i mean even with the dinosaurs and everything they didn't have the narration i noticed in the extended cut yeah the way because bob hoskins is narrating in the regular dan castellanata is was that? Oh, was that? It sounded like Bob Hoskins. It wasn't him, really. Oh, yeah. I did write that down, but I was like, "That's not him." Now, see, they should have
1: made the sequel to this movie really and called it the Scapelli Brothers. Dude, I would <laughs> yeah, literally
0: die to watch that.
2: Oh, but he'd be a monkey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, the Scapelli Brothers—they were like the uh, the opposing team of of the Mario Brothers. So, but, but they had weird insinuations, though, because uh, Scapelli were, could were, be Donkey Kong. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a great we,
0: sequel.
1: Because he goes up to the 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 princess and uh he's talking, to he's like he, he actually it's kind of creepy. He goes up to her and he's like, you know, a lot of young women like you from that college go end up missing. And gives her the old like, down. you not one of them. I'm like, oh god, this guy is a creep.
0: It's very strange. Not a big fan yeah of at all. And it's also but it's good the fact that it's like that. But even as a it was really cool because everything was so overt as a kid, where like What he's saying isn't bad, but his performance is so lurid. Where I was like, even as a kid, I got it. Very bad, man.
2: Yeah, no, it's, I never was, I never really paid attention to what he said as a kid. Like, I didn't really get it. And now watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's scary (laughs) now.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like, you know, when you're a kid, it just goes right over your head, or maybe you're just used to people being, you know, shitty. I don't know. But (laughs) I was like, uh, so maybe I, I would say like probably 10, 11, 12 year old movie you know tw- like i right. would play this for my students well and
0: it's a time capsule now not only can you enjoy it on the face level of like what it is but also like what it is in time like because this movie failed so hard sonic the hedgehog didn't come out for almost 20 years after it well i think this is better than any of those video game movies to be honest percent, it's the best one i, I think i said that Uh, mortal Kombat. the first one was like my favorite when we did the mortal Kombat episode many moons ago but in terms of like where i'm at in my life now like that one might be more accurate which is fair but i like this one better like this is definitely more my flavor of weird like this if -hmm. you just change their names and put this out as dino world this would be the best fucking b movie you've ever seen
1: oh yeah that's that's how i see it too it's almost like mars attacks where it's this big budget b movie like yeah you know, multi-million-dollar budget, and this is the only movie you could see besides other video game movies. An old lady comes out and says, "You boys shouldn't be walking around in this neighborhood." <laughs> right? And they're like, "Oh, we're safe, ma'am." And uh, she's like, "You got any guns?" No. And she starts pulling out the gun and zapping them. She causes a multi-car accident. I know I'm,
2: they throw her over the thing. <laughs> oh, it's great! I mean,
1: like, what other movie has that? Killer Granny with a gun. I like. They just threw Karen over
2: the bridge. I
0: love it. Hell yeah, Bertha! That's why she's my background. She's the best.
2: I know. She's great. I, I forgot how much I loved her. And it's just, it's just so good. Like even the dance scene. Oh my God. That's my favorite part of the whole scene. movie
0: love- where they dance in the elevator. I never stop laughing.
1: Oh yeah. And then Bertha gave me a weird boner too. I'm like, man, she's got the spiky arms yep. and uh, you know, and, she, and what does Bob Hoskins say? He's that line. He's like, can you, uh, he's like, I can dance with you. Honey, I'll dance with you all night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like, and it's cool. I wish we'd seen more of her. Yeah. And she comes in uh, in the beginning with the part with the old lady and then uh, comes out later for the dancing, which the dancing has the best song in the world. You guys want to sing along?
2: Oh, yeah, that was so good. Go for it.
1: Uh, Boom, boom, shakalaka, boom, 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 shakalaka, boom. It was a night like this 20 billion years ago. All I remember is... Get up, hurry up, get on the floor. Yeah, but do, do that. So, yeah, uh, that song is so like it's so. I like the song, but it's like it's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 vanilla ice, uh, oh, stuff. There, yeah. where it's
2: That's
0: it's like it's cringe, it. but it's good, <laughs> so good.
2: <laughs> but you still sing to it, yes.
0: right? Now, you had mentioned Bertha, she becomes important because her titty cleavage eats the rock. And I remember being a kid, and let me ask if any of you got this. So, Dennis Hopper swear to god I'm so, I was such a fucking idiot kid. He's at the beginning when he's like hunting after Daisy's mom who's got it going on. He's like, "Where's the rock?" And I remember being like, "It's an egg, idiot." Completely <laughs> not thinking that there is clearly a rock on top of the little like bassinet for the egg. And as I watched as an adult, I'm like, "Fuck, I was so stupid." And I had this like smug attitude that I was somehow smarter than this fictional character. I will admit publicly, I am dumber. Than a dinosaur man.
1: <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean, this uh, I was going to say to you in my notes, remember when they get devolved? So you've been devolved. Yeah. But for uh, but for the cut, the brothers, when they get stuck into the devolver, they turn smart. I'm like, oh, they just they're talking like Jake now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it statement. so much.
2: <laughs> That's the best thing I heard all day. <laughs> I have weird
1: notes written down. I'm like, oh, I remember writing this. Oh, right? yeah
0: it's Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson and they are great. Like I would watch an entire Perfect Stranger show set on both of them just having an apartment in Brooklyn. Like that would be the best shit ever. That would literally be the best spin-off of a movie I think I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, no, they're great. Uh, they're so good together and they carry so much they're, they're such a integral part of the the movie and I just I just ah uh. Everything. Everything about this movie is great. And then it
0: subverts your expectation because you think that they've just been idiots, but they've been like purposefully incompetent this whole time when it's revealed. Oh, yeah, we've actually been secret agents for your dad, the fungus the entire time.
2: And you're like, what? I know. I know. And it's like you're just happy, like you're like, yes, even as last night. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about this. Like, how can I?
0: And that's one of the things, like Doug kind of talking about, they almost come across as pretentious, right? They weren't evolved to be normal. They were evolved beyond normal because they were secretly normal. It's kind of the way I always took it, right? Because as soon as they have that reveal, you're like, oh, shit, they were playing idiots. And now they're super smart instead of just like the rest of us.
2: Mm Yeah. Yeah. So it's a nice little twist there with the, with those characters. And then I, you know, I just love Toad in this. And then I love that he's a sweet Goomba after that. And he goes and gets her the vegetables. I'm like, Oh my God. And then he's so, lit on fire. I'm like, you have to save it.
0: I literally panicked. I was like, she is going to put him out, right? That's not okay.
2: I know. Cause she left Yoshi. It pissed me. It always pissed me off when she left Yoshi. And then, and then, so at least she went back and saved Toad. So I, I'll, I'll give her that. And what other video game
1: movie has uh, Lena or one of the characters go in there and says, I've got the power. I know how it feels. She basically blows herself up after
0: orgasm. What other movie does that? Yeah. And she turns into the Bride of Frankenstein.
2: But Remember, that was Christopher Walken in Batman Returns yeah. when she finds him under the thing. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Tases him so. to death. Yeah. Some romantic I shit. I love that. So good. <laughs> Doug, let me ask you this. In the
0: original film, I don't really remember them making the joke about Mario Mario. It's in the deleted stuff. I remember that's always a a joke that we would say like on the schoolyard because it's the Mario Brothers, so his name would logically be Mario Mario.
1: Is that in the theatrical cut? It is, yeah. They're like, what's your name? Mario Mario. Your other name? Luigi Mario. How many Marios are there?
0: Well, sir, there's three. (laughs) There's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. So (laughs) fucking funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this movie, like, and then I had notes, too. It's like the fucking jail. It looks like the L.A. County jails. You know what I mean? It's like all stacked on 12 monkeys. each other. Yeah. I was, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. what
0: the fuck? This is amazing.
1: Very, very, very bizarre, weird references in a kid's movie. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't need, I want to stop calling it a kid's movie because it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, this is like Blade Runner junior, if you will. Well,
2: I was, I was reading somewhere that they were saying how they were trying to, to make this more geared towards adults. And I don't even remember where I was reading it on. And so it kind of makes sense if they, if they did that, because then all of these little things would just work for adults. But I feel like for kids, it was, it was fine. I mean, you know, like they showed boobs in, um, pretty, not pretty in pink, 16 candles. They show her tits and it's rated G. Yeah, they showed boobs
1: and how are the duck, duck, duck tits. Yeah. Duck tits.
2: Woo! <laughs> I
1: remember watching that with my grandma. and She's like, oh, my. And I'm like, I'm "Like, oh, wait, what, what, what are those? She's like, those are uh, fast forward.
0: So, yeah, well, I mean, this shows where a lot of movies have provocative words for adults where we're like, ah, I get the double entendre or whatever. But this is like those big titties. And one of the things I thought was great, so Shigeru Miyamoto, the guy who created Super Mario, and it was huge. I mean, he's the 8-bit guy, right? He was like, I think they leaned into the original faithful stuff too much. They should have gotten weird. And it's so weird to think that, like, this is this huge failure, but even the guy who created it was okay with the variations. And that's, um, that's kind of amazing.
1: Oh, he was probably thinking the same thing. He really didn't have a story laid out. He's like, oh, well, you know, this is pixel art.
0: It's just imagery. It's like, Doug, when you mentioned Mars Attacks, it's a perfect example because there is no narrative for Mars Attacks. Tim Burton just strung together a bunch of images from cards. And that's what this is. Mario didn't have a fucking narrative. It was just like, oh, I'm in this world now. And now I'm in this one.
1: And the joke's even in the, it's so self-referencing Mario, Mario, you know what I mean? That whole joke just kind of lays out the whole movie. It's like, well, we don't know. This is what we were given.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, if they're Italian plumbers, like who the hell, like what, what could you say about these Italian plumbers just like saving this, this crazy princess that's always getting her ass kidnapped, right? So... But it's just the best kind of game. I think it's for for someone like who's not really into video games i I always gravitate towards Mario because it's like it's just you know side scrolling, you just go through it, you're able to to get you get to the end of the the thing, you always fight the boss, you know this is that like for for me, like that's easy for me to follow because when it gets too involved, I'm just like, oh, I don't care. Like I'd rather watch other people play. Things yeah. that are just more involved than, than Mario. But Mario, I just genuinely enjoy it. And Yoshi's Island is so fun. It's so much fucking more harder than, um, than Super Mario Brothers, in my opinion. So if you guys have played it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: My favorite, I think, is Mario and Luigi All-Stars. That game blows my mind with how fun it is. I felt like a child playing it. Very much in the uh, su- Super Mario RPG kind of vibe. Great stuff.
1: Well, I mean, going back to what you were saying, this is like making a movie out of Miss Pac-Man or something like yeah. that. It's like, well, we don't know. Like, it's just
0: circles and squares. Like, what? Well, I remember years ago, there was supposed to be a Stretch Armstrong movie and being like, w- yeah. w- where's the movie? It's just a stretchy guy. And then you it's see. It's just this- going to be
1: big CGI and and, and uh, the rock in there. That's, that's what it will be. Same, same garbage. Next is the Slinky movie. <laughs>
0: that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, oh, but- they
2: could make a good horror
1: movie.
0: Slinky out of the to slinky. the Reckoning.
1: Yeah, this time it doesn't bend. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, Doug. I think I think that your slinky might be possessed. Uh, why is that, Dave? Uh, because it's going up the stairs and it's gonna kill your mom. <gasps> uh, well, well, jokes on you. She's on a menopause. She's already <laughs> dead.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you entered uh, Ed Gein's house.
3: <laughs> <That's> the next <laughs> It's the movie. babysitter
0: calling the police. And You hear the ching ching in the background And she's like What can you trace the call And he's like, It's coming from inside the house She turns around It's the worst idea ever
2: Yeah that would be
1: fun We'll pitch it we'll Make it a 20 million dollar we'll, we'll, Yeah it'll Big be budget. the Fast and Furious series Yeah,
0: 21 million of the 20 million dollars Will go to you and I And the remaining budget of negative 1 million dollars Will make the movie <laughs> can we talk about how I actually laughed out loud Like a complete dickwad when Iggy and Spike are, are following and he walks like Buster Keaton into the fucking plane of glass. Gong! Oh, yeah. I was like, I am an idiot child. That is not that funny, <laughs> but I like like, snort laughed.
1: No, that was funny. I laughed on that part too when I was watching it. I was just like, like, oh yeah, I forgot he smashes in the glass. I mean, nowadays you hit the glass and it all shatters and stuff. Then you make it a gore movie. Yeah, right. So yeah. A bunch
0: of like glass in his face. He's like, I'm going to get this bitch. No. Have him be stupid. It's delightful. And what's great is they're stupid, but they're also like the plot of the movie. Because like when they're sitting in that car, they establish very quickly that they're fish out of water. They don't know what's going on. They think the hot dog's a the dog. They don't know the fashion. They don't know the culture. They don't know anything without being like, hello, fellow dinosaur. I am expositing to you. Yes, fellow dinosaur. I am being exposited upon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's way more highbrow than I think people give it credit for.
2: Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're so cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so weird too because it, it does have like the lowbrow, kind of like that do 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 like that kid sound music when they're driving off or there's some sort of action scene. But then you get such cool stuff like, uh, I'm like, man, these directors should have made it like a twisted metal movie because there's yeah. really good car stunts in here and they all have that uh, same wire that sparks, kind of like those bumper cars. Exactly. Too. That's very yeah, clever
0: too, right? Because when you write and they go off the grid and they get caught by the fungus, like, that's just such an innovative thing to think about. But it also, I, even as a kid, I caught this. They're using electricity because they are dinosaurs. So they don't have gasoline to rely upon. And that's so cool to me. It's like convergent evolution.
1: Yeah. And that's lore you think about yourself. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing fan fiction. Yeah. I write it though. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. But- but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think too, because, um, you know, with, uh, with the whole dinosaur stuff, like I said, as a kid, when I first seen this, I didn't realize they were dinosaurs. And even though there were dinosaurs in this film, I still didn't know that. I thought they were just like some sort of weird lizard people. Yeah. And then the fungus, uh, we kind of gross out stuff, but I always thought it was foot fungus. Cause he's, he makes the foot fungus line yeah. and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's like skin
0: bacteria. Fucking gross. Well, it also does look very fleshy and it looks like, you know, you've got skin flakes and you're stretching it to bounce people. Can I ask you guys, do either of you have a favorite verbal joke? We've talked a lot about visual imagery. I have a favorite verbal joke that I want to crowbar into reference, if I may. So this is going to give you time to think about it. Favorite lines of the film, because my favorite set piece is obviously the elevator like we discussed. It's when Luigi freaks out and he's like, there used to be dinosaurs in Brooklyn. And Bob Hoskins says, relax, there used to be Dodgers here too. <laughs> wow. Let me see, hold on. That's one of the things that made this movie feel like it was made for me because we grew up, my family's had season tickets to the Dodgers my whole life. I've had a very fleeting interest in baseball, but I knew the reference. It was like, holy shit, you mixed the dinosaurs, video games, and the Dodgers. Like it felt like one of those things of like that serendipity.
1: Yeah, I like when uh, Dennis Hopper kind of comes up and he's like, he's like, look, a Goomba, smart, loyal, strong
0: stupid no pressure aid we're waiting we're waiting for
2: you i don't know well i was looking i was trying to like look up what toad was singing and and toad is like so progressive and he gets like arrested for like singing against the government like oh my god i love it and he he was singing like something like there ain't no water anywhere food's bad so is the air got no resources it's a great big stupa all because of the evil king koopa (laughs)
1: That yeah, slaps. you can't be talking about that he's like how dare you talk about the the?" the I can't even get into politics here but yeah. uh, I know <laughs> like, Whoa, but stay away from this one and it's well, easy to do vote Koopa who does
2: that look
0: like let I me know. ask you like, a question it was
2: so ahead of its time I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm for one politician over another but let's look at the 2016 and 2020 elections and who visually looks like sounds like and acts like Koopa Moore.
2: I think we have I think conclusion. we know. We don't have to say it because it's pretty obvious.
0: My second favorite line of the film, he's not going to kill us. He's not that nice, says Iggy. Oh, Mwah. yeah. Very good line.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see, look, this movie has so much layers on it. It's great. Like, for those people, like I said, I'm not going to go through the list before, but those people who say, like, oh, that's a bad movie, and they've never seen it because, you know, some online critic says something. Yeah, you know, it. it, it your asshole's so tight. God damn it. You need like a crowbar to help you shit. You know. It's like seriously, like enjoy the fucking movie and watch it for yourself. Well, and it's not
0: it's not just a bastardization. It's like a subversion. And I think that's something a lot of people miss in this. Do you think it's a coincidence that Toad, the shortest member of their posse, is the tallest member of their posse? Do you think like so many of these things are like just it feels like yes, I know what you're doing. And yes, I'm subverting it, but they're doing it in a way where it's I'm gonna I have to do this. I'm sorry. I fucking hate The Last Jedi. It's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I fucking hate it. It drives it makes me so fucking mad because it makes you feel stupid for caring about something. And I don't even fucking like Star Wars. I'm a Star Trek guy. But like I knew I would hate that movie from the first moment when Luke just pithy throws the lightsaber behind him and walks away and is basically like, this is meaningless and stupid. But this movie doesn't make it feel stupid. It's just a different thing. Am I am I completely crazy in, in analogizing these two things? No, you've awakened tier three, Jake.
2: <sighs>
4: this isn't even my final form.
2: Oh, well, good. Now I can hashtag Star Wars in the description. There we go. <laughs> yeah, put
4: star
1: Puthas. star Puthas.
2: <laughs> but does that make sense? What I'm
0: saying, because like obviously this is very subversive to the source material. But I don't yeah. feel like I'm made to feel like an idiot for it. Whereas with The Last Jedi, it feels like Ryan Johnson's like trying to be the smartest person in the room and go, wouldn't it be great if just you felt stupid for thinking that this magic space wizard would act like a magic space wizard instead of a cranky dad who has to work a nine to five?
1: Yeah. Did you expect Luke Skywalker to be like Freddy Got Fingered's dad? Yes. You know what I mean? like- he's ripped torn.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He even
1: has a facial hair yeah get that goddamn chicken sandwich i paid ten dollars for that on the other planet you asshole (laughs) and that's why they're
0: eating the fucking penguin things is because it's a chicken sandwich oh my god okay i feel like maybe you guys aren't as passionately into that analogy so we'll move on what do we think of the concept of de-evolving that's scarier than death to me
1: Mm-hmm. oh yeah no, i mean last thing i'm going to be is a piece of fungus i think about that i'm like oh god you know you thought you thought quarantine was bad what wait till your fungus
0: you're gonna get eaten yeah. by some hippie out in the woods and it's gonna be an excuse for them to like fondle themselves weirdly
1: oh <laughs> uh, well
2: hey then we wouldn't have the uh you know the uh gen zers now wow. oh my god well i that that always scared me i remember like having nightmares like thinking like something could come down and like turn me into a Goomba or something. So it's, and I it always me feel so bad for Toad. I'm like, why Toad? Like, why are we turning Toad into the Goomba? I'm so sad. Because Toad is my favorite. I'm always Toad in Mario Kart. Like when someone else tries to pick Toad, I will fucking fight you to the death. Like you will not be Toad. I'm always Toad. So like it, it's, it's bittersweet because- yeah, what if he's I'm a,
1: Toad and I just changed the color?
2: You could be Toad at.
0: Oh, like that tall Toad?
1: Yeah, I know you can change like the color of them. It's like, no, I want to be player one, player two. I got to change the color of my Mario or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if you do that with Toad.
2: You can't do that with Toad. You can be Toad or Toadette. But I call Toad. Anyways, Double Dash was so fun. Wasn't that fun? Remember you could switch them on the cart?
0: Totally. Yeah,
1: I remember Double Dash, yeah.
2: That was so fun. Well, I need I like that the back in my the life. Switch.
1: <laughs> the, the one on the Switch is really fun.
2: I, was, I know, I need to get one. I'm like so behind. Or an emulator, yeah. Yeah, because now you can play Destroy All Humans
1: on the Switch. And if you want a real fun alien game where you're like the Martians and Mars Attacks, and destroy all humans on the Switch. And we weren't paid for that advertisement.
0: Well, the Steam Deck thing, what's hilarious is if you look at it, like the base model... The storage is so minimal that you couldn't play any of like the class A games or whatever. So it's basically just an emulator like I have. You have to spend like 600 or $700 to have like something with, some, you know, enough storage to play those things, which it can do, which is cool. But yeah, I think I might actually snag one of those just because the connectivity is so much better than my Rinkidink things. Because I have the Retroid Pocket 2 and the Pocket Go 2, and those are awesome. Highly recommend. But
1: now do you have the most important one, the Pocket Pussy.
0: <laughs> Not anymore, because I have people who go through the drawers of my house. <laughs> oh, there you go. I had to fit that line in somewhere. Uh, let me ask X u you a question. Now, when it comes to Toad being changed, does it frustrate you that he doesn't be, stay as big a character and he only has the vignettes? Because it always marveled me how great the puppetry was in his face. And what's crazy And this shows you like what a little like film nerd I was. I like I've had multiple Gremlins books and stuff as a kid. And I knew that when they did the close ups of Gizmo, that thing was fucking huge. It was like three feet by five feet, which is, well, might be an exaggeration, but it was a very big face to get those animatronics. But with they do the ones for Toad when he's the Goomba head, it's so static and small. It shows this is a little fucking thing. The size of Gizmo's head that has this great emotive capacity where you're like, I feel bad for you. I feel sorry. I'll eat the steak.
2: I I'll eat the steak. You don't have to go, little beautiful boy. <laughs> oh yeah, no. And that's the thing he's so endearing as the goomba too. So it's like do we have more of Toad as a person or do we you know, then we wouldn't have him as the goomba as much. So like what which is the better version? I don't know. Who's to say? He's adorable though. Oh, now I feel bad. And then he brought her the vegetables. I'm just gonna. I'm never gonna get over that. That's so sweet.
0: <laughs> now you said uh, this. This is the movie that helped you become vegan, Jake. Uh, probably when you see uh, Yoshi get kicked, I remember being like, "Oh no, you didn't."
1: Yeah, and they say a line too. Maybe it's it's only in this cut. I don't know. But she's like, "Say like, I can't eat
2: anything with a face,"
1: because that puts it more into perspective. Yeah. And then you look at you get a shot of the Goomba. I'm like, "Ugh."
2: Oh. Oh, and like Yoshi's, know, I like how they, how they made Yoshi like more of a, like, like more like a dinosaur than a, like a cartoony type thing too. Like yeah. he's, I, but he's still so cute though. He's adorable like that. So I thought that was a nice little touch. And I didn't like, I mean, I, you know, like Koopa was trying to say that he would bite her. So she was afraid of him at first. I'm like, that's so sad. Like, he's not going to bite you. So I don't know.
1: That wasn't a fart. I'm squeezing. I'm no, dude, you ripped seat. ass hard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm like, oh, in the bathroom, I forgot.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: No. <laughs> no, Dougie, owned it. That was, that was butt too. <laughs> oh,
2: no, my man. God. I blame Starcooks.
1: Starcooks, <laughs> coffee, what the fuck are you doing to me?
0: So let's get into oh, some of God. the effects towards the end. So we have the electrocution with the whole meteorite thing dug in your version i don't remember this at all but also whatever i was a dumb kid and 9-11 hadn't happened yet is there footage of the twin towers being demolished in the original movie
1: if it was i don't remember seeing it it was probably something small in the background
0: in the extended cut it gets fucking destroyed and then rebuilt when the world separate
1: oh no i gotta get a copy of your uh pirated copy this this one is what the fuck is this now? I need to see the full version. Hey, did you miss that? You're looking at me perplexed. Yeah, no, I
2: didn't. I didn't. Like, I only watched it so so long, and then I put it on. I put the other old one on. Oh, okay. So, I, couldn't, yeah. I, couldn't, I, can't, I can't just watch it on my phone. So I got through to, like, I think middle of the movie. But no. Oh, my God. You can't put that it's on awesome. now. It's awesome. I was shocked. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, a lot of things had that didn't. Rocco's Modern Life have the yep. twin towers falling down. So. Spider
0: Man had the famous promo where it was the web between the twin towers that caught the helicopter. There's
2: all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, they used to drop you off. Remember in the ride, they used to drop you off the twin towers, and they had to changed that. Awkward. I know, but no. In the and the regular one, they do show the the towers turning into the the towers from the Dino Manhattan.
0: So, ah, uh, well, I guess that. Yeah, kind of what I'm talking so about. So
2: they kind of distro- They're kind of destroyed. Yeah, right? it's not uh, like
0: they blow up, but it's like, oh, that's that's not good. You shouldn't do anything to those things no so i guess it's yes. safe to say that morton and Jengle were in the taliban
1: Maybe. Yeah,
3: probably.
0: Yeah, probably- <laughs> <Don't> look <up> at <laughs> both of your faces i'm like don't do it jake
1: well, well no i mean like yoda even said the same thing to them oh who is it uh yeah morton and jingle were like the jews were told to stay home on 9-11 <laughs> 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 i don't know something weird like that they're probably like in the inner circle of of that whether it's an inside job or not i'm like i don't know uh, like the conspiracies are interesting but you know, I do have a feeling they probably uh, Morton and Jankel probably did contribute to that. Uh,
0: the, the evil cabal that rules the world. One of my favorite bits, you gotta love Koopa being like, Where's my pizza? Ordering the pizza, pizza pizza. Oh, yeah. And then when he turns into <laughs> slime, the pizza guy's like, Here's your fucking pizza. Hey. Such a good bit. And it's so dumb, but it's so satisfying. And I think at this point, we have I have one legitimate gripe with the film, and let me ask if it bothers you. When King quote unquote Bowser turns normal lance Henriksen himself there's a delightful little factoid yeah. that he coughs out rice krispies treats it was his idea <clears> or <throat> so to you know be like the phlegm it makes no sense he doesn't get de- evolved he doesn't go into the machine there's no, he just is magically not a mushroom anymore does that imply he could have not been a mushroom the rest of the time because it's not clearly related to the meteorite what do you think does that frustrate you it didn't really bother me i just thought it was like a fun
1: final boss type thing okay i don't know it was, it was entertaining to me and like i said this is a good mix
0: between a kids movie and a stoner movie so yeah. you know whatever so okay. final final oh go go go
2: no, no 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 i was just saying how would they put the fungus in the thing like they kind of put it all back in the thing right well they don't
0: put the entire person in the thing they just put their head in
2: yeah but what would i guess his head would be the 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 ball sack coming down <laughs>
0: Oh, well, that's a question about fungi, but that is clearly, anyway, we know you talk about the mushroom head. Don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. The fungus or it's either a fungus or prolapsed anus.
0: I don't know. Oh. Oh my I've God. had hemorrhoids <laughs> who look more regal than that King. Now I have to ask you a question. Is President Trump, sorry, um, Koopa, <laughs> is he such a bad guy? His means are not great, but if you are a moral relativist that ends justifying the means, you're not that bad of a guy. Because he wants his people to have resources, clean air, food. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, King Koopa probably would have mandated the mask faster because he's a germaphobe. Yes, that's true.
0: That's actually a very valid point. So, yeah, what's great is, like, he's the best kind of villain. He's Doctor Doom. He's Magneto. He's evil, but he's completely vindicated in being evil. He's the guy who you can never turn. He's with a guy. He's Zod from the Man of Steel, where Man of Steel's like, "I don't want to fucking kill you. I want to resuscitate you." And he's like, "I'm gonna laser these people, fuck boy!" And he has to get his neck broken because it's like you're a rabid dog. I gotta put you down. No, but but
1: yeah, it's it's great. Like I said, I can't sing this movie's praise enough because Dennis Hopper is just a lot of fun.
0: He's really yeah, great. like
1: Tex. If you like Texas Chainsaw 2, when he starts going down underneath the caves and. Yeah, this is him, wow. 100%. So I, I, I love it.
0: About space truckers, same kind of big dick energy from that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and big dick energy reminds me of our guest for today's interview from Edge. This is Destin, and we talk about dinosaurs and shit. I found him because he has a great YouTube channel where he talks about fucking cryptids and all sorts of things. He's a beautiful person. Enjoy our chat. This is Slashers, or at least the interview portion of the show that I'm still not entirely sure how to introduce. My name is Jake, and with me for the first time is my new best friend, Destin from Ed, Edge, E-D-G-E. Uh, what is the uh, is acronym?
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, what does the acronym stand for? Expeditioners Discovery Guild Enterprise. Awesome. So you're not like nailed to the X and running around in a circle pit punching people?
4: Uh, I mean, you know, on, on a wild Saturday night, of course. There yeah. we
0: go. So I reached out to you for Julisic Park, where we're doing all dinosaur content. And before we even got on, we were talking about how you're going into this field. And so that's basically where your very successful YouTube channel has focused. Can you tell me a bit about that?
4: Well, it's kind of
0: a mishmash of different
4: subjects, but I I like to refer to it as a natural history edutainment sort of thing, because though I like to cover a lot of paleontological topics like... Uh, Tyrannosaurus, Stegosaurus and then weird shit like how did dinosaurs have sex um and killer pineapples and killer pineapples that was a lot of fun actually to make but you know didn't really work out too well
0: <laughs> yeah I, not to make fun of you but that video has 18,000 views the next one had 503,000 so <laughs> right, right not a whole yeah. lot of people searching killer t- pineapples no <laughs>
4: and then also to follow up with the, what, the second most popular dinosaur spinosaurus kind of killed that video basically
0: yeah And also, I mean, the Spinosaurus within the last 12 months has had more press than it's had since it was in Jurassic Park three, which is amazing.
4: Yeah, for sure. Whack shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. So I talked to Kat from uh, Dinosaurs Will Always Be Awesome. Oh, yeah. And she's awesome. They call her the Spinosaurus Queen. She Mm -hmm. likes Spinosaurus from beginning to now. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm new to the game. Uh, (laughs) Have you been a lifelong believer in the Spinosaurus? Are you just kind of like dipping your toe?
4: Uh, I've liked, I mean, I liked it when it was in Jurassic Park three. And of course, when I was a kid, Yeah, I don't remember if I was, if I ever gave a shit about the, the T-Rex versus Spinosaurus fan thing. Yeah. It's Um, weird.
0: They're 30 million years apart. It's kind of hard for me to get into it for some reason.
4: Yeah. I mean, I understand being so much of a fan that your T, the T-Rex is like your hero or something, but it seems kind of Unnecessary. For yeah. That movie. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it seems more logical for me to argue about cryptids fighting like we've done on oh, this show yeah. than for those two dinosaurs for some reason. And and also, not to be like a gore horror or anything, but in, in Jurassic Park 3, you might remember Spinosaurus just kills T Rex by breaking its neck. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Like, that's it? <laughs> this thing that, like, this theropod that had a literally a giant neck? Like, that just seems a little, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. With a Spinosaurus that has,
4: a really long snout that shouldn't be able to, you know, smash through things.
0: Yeah, and just there's kind of breaking the T Rex Yeah. The, I think it's Sue the T Rex one, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it's Sam, but one of the T Rex specimens it, you could show its neck's been broken and yeah. fix itself and calcified, and it just kept yeah. living. So I'm like, I like to think that. At the end of that movie, there should be a post-credit where the T-Rex just gets up and kind of like shakes it off and keeps sauntering <laughs> okay. along. Okay, that would have been that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> that would have made that movie worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll stand by that movie just for the Pterodon enclosure like that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. best part of that movie. Actually, I'd say it's probably the best, the most like exciting I think I felt in those movies since the first one. What about you? Mm-hmm. I think Jurassic Park 3 has a lot of really cool concepts. Yeah
4: but because they kept changing the script throughout filming and even in pre-production, yeah. that's what kind of, you know, fucked it. But yeah, I mean the animatronics the or the blend between CGI and animatronics in that movie is the best that it had been up to that point.
0: I agree with that for sure.
4: Cause there's some scenes that like the whole body of the Raptor is shown and you're like, Oh, well, that's, that's the and anima- that's the suits that they just used in the last scene, but that's the CGI. Yeah, and it looks, cool, you know, pretty close to
0: the animatronics. As a, do you have a favorite bit of dinosaur content, whether it be documentary or film? Hmm, that's a tough one. Yeah, there's a lot. If you want me, to, I can put some filler in here while you think about it. I mean, <sighs> I would. Jurassic Park is up there. Yeah, because it's it's clearly the best
4: fiction dinosaur movie basically ever in uh, uh, like in story and then also in effects and then also in then trying to actually portray the dinosaurs as they thought
0: that they would be um yeah of its time it's very correct it just so happens that we've had in the 30 years since an incredible amount of new information like they chose not to do feathered velociraptor it's the fact they didn't well deinonychus whatever um, yeah, yeah. But then when you get to the the new stuff, the fact that they they had B D Wong and whatever the new Jurassic Park was, it was like, mm-hmm. we just chose not to do it. I was like, oh, that's evil and clever because it shows capitalism. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that they had
4: actually explained that a bit more. Yeah, like they were like, yes, we actually are making the dinosaurs look old and stupid on purpose because people are dumb and stupid. Yeah. Um
0: it's a product. That's the thing that's yeah. great about the the movie is that the whole thing is based around whether it sells. And at the time, if your client base doesn't know that Velociraptor had feathers, if you make your first draft of Velociraptor and has feathers, you're going to be like, "Ooh, I fucked this up. How do I fix this? I put in toad DNA, which mm-hmm. <laughs> just makes no sense." But when you have that extra little like a uh, footnote, it makes it a lot better. Yeah, um have
4: you heard of Trey the Explainer? Yes great youtube channel. He did channel. a series on a really long time ago like the scientific inaccuracies of Jurassic Park and I think he was talking about how actually using toad DNA would just make dinosaur toad monstrosities. Yes. And I think they were originally going to make their dinosaur designs have more amphibian influence because I I've seen concept oh. art
0: of like a T-Rex that looks like a bullfrog t-rex thing i think that'd be badass because then you have and an that, easy out yeah. right if it doesn't look realistic well yeah it's because of this hmm. yeah they would have been more like monsters but i i think
4: it would you know contrast with the message of the movie or not really message but you know the plot of the movie to have them be like actual monsters because there's you know like
0: oh it's an animal yeah oh, it's not a monster sort of thing um, well, also, it's like just because you can doesn't mean that you should. That's the thing because right, right, right. they have the best of intentions. They still have the mystic, you know, the, the they're still enamored with these things. They're not just trying to exploit. It's coming from a somewhat positive place, but then it's the, At the, least the moral consequence. Exactly, the moral consequence yeah. coming out of it is yeah, this this never should have been. These things are extinct for a reason, which is why it's like okay, the end of that last Jurassic Park. I was like okay, like I could watch a movie of this, and then it's been like four years and now. I don't care. <laughs> so so do you like like Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom yeah why not it's okay. harmless I mean like yeah Fallen Kingdom had some really big issues like City yeah. Moloch is one of my favorite dinosaurs. Like I'm, I'm a Pachycephalosaur guy. I, I won't do okay. the uh, the JK Rowlingosaurus anymore because uh, of her stances on certain things. But I'll do the other two versions, which may be the same dinosaur, depending on what literature you're mm-hmm. reading. But like when it popped through that wall, I was like, oh, God, that's so wrong. Um, but, you know, <laughs> up until then, it was kind of like playing with house money because I just I, I like all dinosaurs. But mm-hmm. then you get to the one that's like a favorite of mine. And I'm like, OK, now. It's like when, like, if you have a sibling and somebody makes fun of your sibling, you're like, oh, I can do that. You cannot. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of those things where as I've gotten older, I'm cool with the inaccuracies and stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just excited that it makes people excited about this content and makes people excited about dinosaurs. Because I know that as I became an adult, even when I became a teenager, people were very mm-hmm. dismissive of any interest that I had in paleontology, in physical. Like, I love yeah. this stuff. And it was always, I was made to feel kind of. Juvenile and stupid for it? Mm-hmm. Did you have that kind yeah, of similar experience? Yeah. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also coming
4: from you know, or going into different schools where there is no one interested in the same thing that you are. It's yeah. like, well, guess I won't talk to anybody about it. <laughs> and then you create so then, an online community
0: like you've done on YouTube.
4: Yeah, yeah. And and also going into geology courses at university, definitely broaden your horizon of like, oh. There is other people who give a shit. Yeah, right. I'm
0: not alone with this. That's cool. So, so yeah. in your geology studies, can you explain to some of the uninitiated why fossils are not bones? Oh, God.
4: Yeah. So <sighs> bones are made of minerals, right? Correct. I believe hydroxyapatite, but is, which is a form of calcium or, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble. Not Sorry, calcium. All right. I'll like, it all. Some carbonate, something. Uh, anyway, so when an animal dies, the, its bones have to not get destroyed by other things like parasites, like scavengers, like other dinosaurs or other animals, if we're not talking about fungus, dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have to remain in place or else your, get scattered. And then that bone has to be covered in sediment. So, like sand, dirt, lime from the bottom of the ocean. And then it has to continuously be not disturbed after it gets covered, right? Yep. And so
0: there's a lot of... This is a very long process, so I hope that's okay. No, it's important because um, I think a lot of people get it confused because you you watch Jurassic Park and they're like, ha-ha, the DNA half-life. And it's like, there is no DNA there. That's a rock.
4: Right. So all of the holes in a bone get filled in with minerals over time because mineral minerals dissolve into groundwater once it's like underneath the surface of the planet. And so this mineral rich groundwater then seeps into the holes that are in the bones. Then I, I, a bunch, I had a series that went over this, but a, no one gave a shit. B, it was a while ago. So my voice sucks. Um, <sighs> so I want to remake it, but cause there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that this can go. Yeah. And the holes in the bone can get filled in with minerals and then it hardens. And so then it's half the original bone and half mineral. Or at least introduced mineral. And then it could also be filled in with minerals, and then all the original bone deteriorates. So it's just minerals on the inside. And then the entire bone can be acidified, leached away, and then replaced with mineral, making it just a mineral cast of the original bone, like how we would cast a fossil that we found in. I don't know, resin or whatever.
0: And for the um, horror fans, or you would cast like you would do on the show face off, which paleontologically speaking is my favorite thing. That's extinct. Oh yeah. It's a dumb uh, show. Sorry. I had to detract. Wait, are we, we're talking about the special effects one, right? Yep. Uh, it's my yeah. favorite show of all time. And honestly, not a week goes by where I don't tell my wife when we're scrolling through shit. I'm like, man, I miss face off. She's like, shut up. I've, we heard the, it. So it got, it got canceled. Yeah. It's just, oh. they tried to do another show called like game face and, fuck out of here back to your point so basically (laughs) no it's a good this is important stuff because you know that's how you get there's that ankylosaurus specimen that's actually found in the ocean which is basically a mummified dinosaur because it's such a unique situation you don't have that anywhere else that ankylosaurus should never have been in the ocean which is kind of amazing too so just the very very specific circumstances you have to get to get a fossil are basically incredible i believe they've done studies specifically with
4: ankylosaurs because they keep finding them upside down and like bits of them or the entire thing in ocean or like big bodies of water uh deposits of rock Mm -hmm. and it's because they're so round and wide that when they die and fall in a body of water It's basically like a whale carcass. It just bloats into a giant ball of gas. And so it just rises and pops and moves everywhere. And that's
0: just really weird and disgusting. Let me ask you, how much would you pay to watch an ankylosaurus specimen explode just from like a little dinghy out of it? Oh, a lot. That would be be fucking awesome. I would be so (laughs) stoked on it. It would be disgusting. I'd need a poncho, but I'd love it. Yeah. And then you
4: can go and collect the little like bone pieces of armor that... (laughs) Oh no, that would kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right? It's basically oh, shrapnel. God. Yeah, it's like the whale stuff kills people because it's big. But then now just imagine with like giant
0: chunks of bone, solid bone, just meteoring down anywhere. I just imagine the scene from Galaxy Quest when it's like, but the creature inside out and then it exploded. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's so good. It drives me fucking yeah. crazy that more people don't re- like. It's funny it's to so me, underrated. It, the best Star Trek movie of all time is Galaxy Quest. The best Fantastic Four movie is Incredibles. I, I'm going to die on that hill. Oh, it, I mean, you're <laughs> you're definitely correct on that. Now, in terms of favorite dinosaurs, or yeah, let's start with favorite, then we'll move to what you think might be the scariest. What's, do you okay. have a favorite dinosaur, even if it's inexplicable? Like my Pachycephalosaurus, they get their ass kicked by everything. I could probably <laughs> hold my own. doing a little jujitsu. I got it.
4: <laughs> yeah i mean they they were probably not that smart nah and so although i think in real life they would actually be a lot more uh, you know defensive you know
0: oh yeah i think because they were pretty big yeah but i mean we're not talking like utah raptor big so it's i mean like i like to pretend yeah. that i could hold it you know it shoots in on me for a double leg <laughs> take like, down a sprawl get it down, yeah. rear naked choke you know what i'm saying
4: <laughs> yeah for sure you could probably break its neck or something i've thought about this a lot though dude yeah yeah uh i think my favorite dinosaur is therizinosaurus
0: oh it's a great one i love that yeah we're actually we have a new shirt coming up this month where therizinosaurus is going to be freddy krueger oh cool yeah i i just like
4: the idea of a giant herbivore that can just like something come seed it and
0: it's just like nah, nah get 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 lost literally with its big claws it like brushes it away like be gone I yeah, don't yeah. have time for get, this.
4: Get the hell out of here. You know I'm a theropod, right? Your... You're not
0: allowed to come after me. <laughs> we made a pact with your your type a long time ago. <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> but Yeah, as, as a, a prissy vegan guy, I really love the idea that like it has every... There is some suggestion that it was omnivorous, but I just love the idea mm-hmm. that it, it could have been... But it's like, nah, I'm just going to sit here and eat these leaves because <laughs> chasing stuff sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then it just like... Took advantage of the
4: carnivore claws and stuff, and was yeah. just like, "Here, well, I could, I could defend myself with these, and I can also use these as salad tongs." So
0: that's yeah, you know, I love that analysis where it's just like shredding leaves and just shoveling mm-hmm. it into its mouth. Like it has this mm-hmm. very, very specific evolutionary trait just for a utensil, which <laughs> makes
4: it would be sense. really funny. <laughs> If they used their like hands as baskets to put things in, there we go. Because they could have like yeah. just like just cut off giant branches and carry it around in your arms because you have giant arms.
0: Why, why not? Hell yeah, yeah. Does it um, frustrate you that there isn't like a good Pokemon version of like a dinosaur game? Because I've always thought like with oh. how many amazing dinosaurs there are, like it's such an underutilized RPG.
4: Uh, there there is
0: actually. You talk about I Dinosaur King on. No,
4: well, there's that, but then there's also, um, God, I can't, it's like, I can't remember what it's called, but cause I never played it, but I always, always thought it was neat. Was it like fighting dinosaurs or something? Or, oh. oh,
0: it's fossil fighters. That's what it's called. What is this? Googling. <laughs> Do I have Google to flu real quick? Oh yeah. This is what I was talking about. The Nintendo DS one.
4: Yeah. But I, I mean... don't know how much like Pokemon it is. Cause I never played it, but it seems similar But, I mean, a true Pokemon reskin with dinosaurs would be cool.
0: Yeah, I think that less is more approach, right? Because I think that you you get lost in the weeds if you're trying to do too much. Like If you're dealing with these new, because you end up getting kind of into the Digimon camp. Um, Oh, yeah. But I I also, there is something kind of to be said about like dinosaurs versus people's perception of dinosaurs. So maybe a digital (laughs) world would be good. I don't know why I went there. Sorry about it. Let's go back to scary dinosaurs. Now, in terms okay. of scary... Di- I'm, now, nah, I'm probably going to download a ROM of this shit later, and you just mm-hmm. consume my whole weekend, Destin. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Now you have something new to do. Seriously. Scary dinosaurs. Okay. Do you think that Therizinosaurus is particularly scary, or do you think there's another more scary dinosaur?
4: Oh, I don't think it would have been that scary. I mean, to us, basically, everything is. Yeah, right. But um, I was thinking about this, because you you told me in an email about this, and I was like... Scary dinosaurs, scary dinosaurs. I mean, cause there's different ways to look at it, right? Every single dinosaur is probably scary to us because they have the capability of, of killing us basically easily, but that's kind of the same thing with most animals alive today. And so I was trying to think of what would be just the worst thing to come upon. <laughs> just be like, Oh, that yeah. not only is that scary and could kill me, but it looks terrifying. And I want to die of a heart attack right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think things that have eyes facing forward are near the top of the list of things that are scary. Yeah. Um,
0: T-Rexes. Yeah, yeah. Basically
4: every carnivore. But,
0: well, does it have to be dinosaurs or do, can it be extinct? I'll accept extinct because, you know, like okay. I think that, like, you know, we're talking about therizinosaurus. You know, one thing that I always mm-hmm. thought I thought would be fucking terrifying would be one of the giant slots. Like I remember being a oh, kid yeah. going to La Brea Tar Pit, and I'm like, that's bigger than a fucking bear, and you'd expect yeah. me to believe it's yeah. just gonna sit there and let me be an idiot around it? No. Yeah, yeah. It's be- Have you seen a skeleton of like the biggest ones? <laughs> fucking terrifying. They're like
4: they're bigger than elephants. Yeah. And as no, a kid, I never thought how big they were. And then you like I was in at the uh, Florida Museum and I saw. Like uh, I think it's called Aramotherium or or Megatherium, and it's the largest one, and it stands like upright over twelve feet tall. I'm no. just like that's <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. That's bigger than like any sort of big scary monster in the woods that we can come up with. Um, but anyway, sorry, uh, extinct things that are scary: the giant Ashdarkid pterosaurs like Quetzalcoatlus or Hatzagopteryx. Yep, those. Are not only terrifying, but would make a perfect Jurassic Park bad dinosaur oh, of sort of thing. Because not all, like, they can come at you from the sky and the ground. They can do the side as tall as a giraffe on the ground. Yep. They could just tweezer you in half with their giant stork beaks. It's like, and they were like probably a lot more uh, strong and muscular than their skeletons make and them seem.
0: There's stu- like biomechanical studies that suggest. This creature was so strong with its wings. It had the, cl- the claw that even Quetzalcoatlus would be, to do a takeoff, would launch itself with the same arms that would become the wings that it would fly with. No yeah. takeoff, no running, no jumping. That's how terrifyingly strong it would be. Yeah, they could just pole vault into the sky. Yeah, That's terrifying. <laughs> the fact that we <laughs> don't have like that versus Spinosaurus, that's the fight, right? That's the oh, one yeah, that would be yeah. super exciting to think about. Because I don't think T-Rex, if I'm being honest, the the mobility of the neck and stuff would really suit that kind of fight. That's one of the things going back to Jurassic Park 3 really that bothered me is Spinosaurus has this amazing articulating neck. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sits there in the movie. But like imagine mm-hmm. it being able to like strike upwards kind of like an evil snake with a fan. Oh attack. yeah.
4: Yeah. You the choreography with the way we know of those dinosaurs now would be way awesome. That oh, would be yeah. an awesome fight to make now. And you could make it longer
0: and, you know, you get all these weird interactions that would be really fun to watch. Um, Let's get the guy who did the fight choreography for John Wick. Get him doing it. We're <laughs> great. Spinosaurus kills T-Rex's dog and he's like, it's coming for blood. I'm out of retirement. They just
4: they just start wielding, like, guns <laughs> in his tiny little
0: arms. But they're also wearing a suit, a very nicely tailored suit. Yeah. Now we're going into uh, adult swim territory, right? Or, yeah, Primal. That show, like, I can't get oh, over yeah. how much I love that terribly inaccurate show. It's so good. Uh, but, like, for the right reasons, It's I love it. Yeah. yeah I have not that's... talked to a single paleo freak who, like, isn't like, yes, no, it's perfect. I don't need it mm-hmm. to make sense because it's just so everything I've always wanted from the Powerpuff Girls guy. Like, gosh, crazy. It's almost like what
4: the people in charge of Jurassic Park want the dinosaurs to be. And I'm like, no, this is... If you're going to go that way, you're going to go all the way. Do it stupid like this thing because I like
0: this. (laughs) Because they don't even have like a pseudo air of like accuracy, right? It's like Carnosaurus, where it's just like this thing just exists. That's one of the frustrating things. We've kind of talked about it like in loose phrasing. Mm -hmm. As a person, you don't stand a fucking chance against any dinosaur. I talked about this with Steve Bellatini. How do I piss off a Stegosaurus enough to get it to try and fight me? It's mm-hmm. so dumb and so well armored. I can't even get its attention. I walk up to it, mm-hmm. poke it in the eye, and it would just turn. I don't even think I get the decency of being hit with a thagomizer. But then, <laughs> you know, you put that in a movie. Basically, the only way you could do that is an R rating where my guts get splattered and just nobody mm-hmm. wants to put that kind of budget for Yeah, I would gore. definitely
4: I would pay so much money to watch an R-rated dinosaur movie with gore like semi-accurate gore of them just like doing things that animals do. Oh yeah. I I almost feel like that would go over better than a slasher movie because they're animals doing things that animals would normally do, which involves, you know, tearing people in half.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that (laughs) Um, like if you did like a slasher, but all the characters were dinosaurs, that would be amazing. I don't see anybody uh, having an issue with that. Basically
4: alien, but with a dinosaur, which is kind of what they're trying to do with the Indoraptor. but you know, a little yeah. bit more
0: interesting, you know. <laughs> the endo it was such an, an a novelty to introduce at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little late in the game to get there, though. You know, I, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you set the groundwork with the one before, but it was just like it had a quaintness about it where I wasn't like scared at all because it was never really shot like a horror film. Especially the scene no. in the cage. I'm like, and eh, this isn't scary. But I get that you have to go to the lowest common denominator. They need to sell those toys to the kids. Put that uh, endo raptor yeah. at Camp Crystal Lake. I'm interested. Yeah. I liked
4: the design of the interrupter at least. Yeah. Well, the it was more interesting than the Indominus in my opinion, but
0: yeah, the Indominus was kind of like ridiculous, right? Where you're like, really? We lost the giant, but I mean, there is evidence to show that T-Rex's footfalls would have been very slight. So maybe I, I kind of take back my criticism of when it like, you know, goes, it disappears oh, and, yeah. and then it's like right there behind them. But what do I know?
4: I mean, also shooting it with a machine gun and, and the bazooka should have, you know, severely damaged it, but it didn't because it has
0: plot armor. But that's fine. <laughs> I love plot armor. It's my favorite kind.
4: <laughs> oh, do you like the heavy, uh, giant, uh, bulbous plot armor that Chris Pratt had when he was running away from a- an active volcano? Uh, pyroclastic flow? <laughs>
0: it makes perfect sense to me.
4: Every single one of my geology professors, like after that movie came out, they're like, oh, this is... This is awful. It's insultingly (laughs) bad. Yeah. Insultingly bad. Like the dinosaurs are one thing, but escaping a pyroclastic flow. That's a, that's a, that's something that you'd see in an eighties movie. Come on now.
0: If you want to talk about plot armor, I'll bring it back. Horror fans. Don't worry. I'm always, my audience Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. It's like in scream when Sydney has the bulletproof vest, but she also has sweet boobs. You don't get both. (laughs) That's called plot armor. That's not body armor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the probably the best use of, of plot armor. I agree. <laughs> Nev Campbell, call me. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. Sorry, we're, we're, we keep getting distracted. Scary dinosaurs. Okay.
4: Tro, uh, troodontids, which are a type of dromeosaur mm-hmm. or raptor dinosaur, are like a small... They're more thinner than most dromaeosaurs, and they have a long pointy snout. The One everyone's probably familiar with is Troodon or Stenonicosaurus. These dinosaurs are seen as like the most smart dinosaurs. (laughs) They have the largest brains. They're they're probably as smart as like a possum, which is dumb, but smart for a dinosaur.
0: Yeah, possums get a pretty bad rap, though, because the way their eyes work, they literally kind of go into shock when it comes to most people seeing them. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of possums i have a tattoo of one so okay I, i'm right there with you it, to hear of a dinosaur being that smart when you compare it to the stegosaurus whose brain is smaller than my nutsack <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah you're entirely right keep going
4: uh i think they would be terrifying to see in, in the dark especially with a flashlight because their eyes would probably reflect light just like a dog or a cat and their eyes were enormous and forward facing and so just seeing a skeletal bird in the in the dark looking straight at you knowing that it can understand what
0: you are and what it is would be terrifying. Um, and for a reference, I, I mean, it's, so it's about two meters long and it could stand <laughs> to about your shoulder, right? For the, sorry, the Troid, the steinonychosaurus. Yeah. I yeah. said it wrong, but people are like, Oh, I, that ain't shit. It's not a T-Rex. It's arguably much more agile. And it's more; it can creep. You can't hide in like a you know a a rodeo barrel from this guy. His head goes in the rodeo <laughs> barrel, right? Mm-hmm.
4: And yeah, they they were smart enough to outsmart you, I think.
0: Um, At least instinctively. I mean, it, and unless there were some giant ones too. That's true, and they have scary teeth because you're talking yeah, serrated teeth. teeth. I mean, that's not just like you know poking stuff. That's just shredding you alive. And it would pay all of the attention to you because you're a
4: big target for them. Yeah. Whereas like. I think in a situation, if you went back in time, like actually went back in time and met these giant dinosaurs, they wouldn't pay attention to you because you smell like a mammal. And most of the mammals at that time were teeny tiny things they don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And also to, the, to, to them, you are pretty small.
0: Yeah. What do you um, think about the caloric like needs of chasing after you? Why? Especially when there's so much information oh, yeah. to say like T-Rex was very likely, at least to some degree, you know, a scavenger. It makes mm-hmm. perfect sense to be that big. You don't have the resources and faculties to expend that much energy to get your food. If you can get it yeah, easier, you be get it. Picking,
4: easier. Yeah. They'd be picking big targets because they're big. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't. I mean, I, I would think some of these theropod dinosaurs were smart enough to be able to select prey, not just to go after it like a croc. So yeah, like Tyrannosaurus cause Tyrannosaurus is dumb but it's not that dumb because it's a most carnivores are smarter than the herbivores that they hunt because they have yeah. to be. And, you know, Tyrannosaurus had a moderate sized brain. So it wasn't, it wasn't as dumb as a pelican or something, you know, and they have to be smart enough to to fly. So I think they well, would probably notice you and just not go after you.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I think that the re what to me, I think that the biggest miscarriage of justice with, Jurassic Park is yeah it's a little frustrating that there's Deinonychus for a Velociraptor and stuff I think personally that the Velociraptor there are ways where it's scarier uh, because of that scuttling effect that like just frantic pace that it works but obviously just like animating that sounds terrible but like uh, Dilophosaurus Dilophosaurus, that's one of the big (laughs) ones that frustrates the shit out of me because that thing's scarier than a Velociraptor in so many ways. I think that one, the more research I do, the more I kind of keep coming back to him as like, that's a pretty good contender for something I don't want anything to do with.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's basically a lightweight
0: Allosaurus or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you, if an Allosaurus had raw dog sex with a cassowary, that's where you get the <laughs> Lopasaurus. <laughs> We've spliced a mutant.
4: It's the cassowary and the Allosaurus.
0: Yeah. B.D. Wong's like, we didn't gene splice this. They just started having <laughs> sex and we had to bring up the hose. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> oh, no. Some of it got in the cassowary. Oh, no. Oh, so the is the mom? I had the idea the Castaway was the oh, dad. The other way around.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would consider them like an aggressive bottom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the cassowary took advantage of the dilophosaurus in this situation.
0: Oh, the allosaurus, or yeah, the allosaurus. That's, yeah, my that's a such a huge like scale difference. Where I'm like, logistically, I don't know how there's enough vagina for a, a lizard dick that big. So I thought you had to do the other way. But I, I mean, hey, <laughs> she made it work somehow. It's flexible. <laughs> We're already dealing with hypotheticals. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um. I was going to go into sexiest dinosaur, but I can't do that. I would have to go to your Mm. fat head triceratops video where people used to think that the frill of the triceratops was like a meat sack of of fat. And it was one thing. Mm -hmm. People are dumb. What's your favorite outdated dinosaur thing before I let you go?
4: Oh, the trunked seropat. When they thought the giant holes in the top of the head of a sauropod (laughs) was the base for a trunk
0: like an elephant. That is an awesome. I mean, one. it,
4: it kind of makes sense because elephants also have a giant gaping hole in their forehead, but there's, you know, you gotta compare them and be like, oh, these are two completely different holes. This doesn't, this doesn't match up. So yeah,
0: I think my favorite has got to be Malib's, uh view that the ther- uh, therizinosaurus claws belong to a turtle. Mm-hmm. I just love it because people have made fun of it so much and I'm like he had one piece of this fucking dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. He, it's not like he like in direct contravention of logic and perception was like nah fuck that. He had one piece. The yeah, fact yeah. that he created anything out of one piece is it's bold. Like honestly, yeah. if I found a human toe I couldn't draw a human. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, his
4: paper that he wrote on this thing, he explained his reasoning throughout the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I I get it. I understand what you're trying to go for. Motherfucker
0: here. didn't have the internet. Remember this?
4: <laughs> he, he didn't even have like, and it was in like the was it like the early? I guess it was the early '60s or something. So I guess they had you know some good stuff then. <laughs> but yeah they didn't have internet and i can't i can't wrap my head around not having the internet but that's because of i'm gen z so crazy lucky there. i yeah. remember
0: finding the internet there was all sorts of crazy shit men tried to take you into aol instant messenger and pretend that they talked about pro wrestling and then they're like hey want to see my nope <laughs> you got the protection danger mm-hmm. yeah all i was told is not to get into vans not not to get in the chat rooms. Uh-huh. led yeah. me astray um but yeah, progress, progress is cool. Is there anything on the horizon that excites you about paleontology?
4: Well, the um, fighting dinosaur specimen from Ugh. Montana, that I can't, that's going to, once the paper on that is out, it's going to be
0: like war for a while. It definitely will, because there's lots of great competing ideologies there, right? Because mm-hmm. you have Velociraptor versus Protoceratops, and it's obviously, it's an adolescent Oh. Proto- oh.
4: I was referring to the Montana du- dueling dinosaurs. Oh, 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 my bad.
0: Obviously, because fighting dinosaurs is so old, I was like, "Wait, there must." I was thinking there must be just a new paper about it. That was my bad. I should have clarified. Because, well, because it could be tyrannosaurus,
4: or it could be a nanotyrannus, and this specimen should tell whether nanotyrannus is nanotyrannus or whether nanotyrannus is a juvenile tyrannosaurus, and then the dinosaur it was it was next to could be triceratops. Could be Torosaurus, could be a brand new uh, horned dinosaur that no one,
0: no one knew about. And it looks like they're having tantric sex in the dual oh, yeah, dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, it, they're yeah. so intertwined comparatively. Where they're, they're being extra acrobatic at some point. Yeah. Seriously, dude, I'm like, did they have swings back then? Because I don't think swings would fossilize. <laughs> <laughs> they were plant based swings. Yeah, but I love to definitely, get that's awesome. I love the idea of like Tarzan is sitting there. Oh, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which obviously is very inaccurate. Come at me. I watch Primal. I'm allowed to think of dinosaurs and people hanging out together. Well, i have been a
4: pterosaur person? Did you hear about the the uh, pterosaur they found was a thumb? What? An opposable? <laughs> yeah, an opposable thumb. No. It, just, it was just published the other day. They found a pterosaur in China that had a thumb. Oh, like, you're monkey wow. dactyl! This
0: is your new video. Yeah, it's yeah. in my watch list. Okay, I'm such an idiot. Because <laughs> last episode of yours I watched was uh, Fukivo Raptor, the the mm-hmm. herbivorous raptor, yeah, the, fu- the fuck you Venator. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Before
4: we finish the yes. scare, scary dinosaurs discussion, I like it. I wanted to point out what would actually be the most terrifying thing to see, and it's not a dinosaur. It's from when we were alive. Not. Or our species was alive, okay. um, because we've got the thing called Uncanny Valley, right? Yeah, where we anything that looks too human but not quite human is terrifying. Yeah, um, and there just so happened to be some species of giant baboon that lived in Africa with our ancient, australopithecine ancestors, and you know, one was one has evidence in its ankle bones that it was upright. Uh, it walked around on its legs upright like a person. And it was a little bit bigger than modern baboons, but not that big. But that's terrifyingly large to our ancestors, which were like three and a half foot tall, four feet tall. Yeah. And then there's also an actual giant baboon called Dinopithecus.
0: That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. yeah. And I love the coloration like a mandrill because I mm-hmm. the mandrill colors are the best. And this is oh, yeah. the scariest thing I've seen. And especially it's tying me back to uh, The Omen, which there's a great scene with baboons. Please keep going about Dinopithecus (laughs) and why I'm going to not sleep tonight.
4: Uh, It could go up to 100 pounds with males. Basically twice
0: the size of living baboons. Um, Which a living baboon fucks you up. If Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucks you up. There's no question. They're terrifyingly
4: large as is. They're they're pretty big, like uh, a little bit smaller than a chimp or something.
0: Yeah. With, you know, the
4: canines of a warthog or something.
0: And generally <laughs> they, much more agile than a chimp.
4: Oh, yeah. Not quite as strong as a chimp, but they still have teeth that are way worse. Chimp strength is um, freaky. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, do you have a Jamie
0: that can pull up the uh Oh, God. The chimps. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I have, I can, the best I can do is show my gorilla pit skit, which is my, uh, <laughs> my tattoo of a gorilla in my armpit. But yeah, <laughs> fucking gorillas are scary as shit. Like oh, legitimately, yeah. you can't win. Not mm-hmm. You will never convince me that there's any situation where a human being beats an ape. Doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. And this thing's giving me the shivers. This is oh, like yeah. fucking, I'd rather fight like, I'd rather get like gangbanged by those apes from Congo, another Michael Crichton, than even <laughs> go against one Dinopithecus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently the the one I was talking about before that walks up, right? It's
4: yeah. called Paradolicopithecus.
0: <laughs> this rolls off the tip of your tongue.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. But they lived with our ancestors and not even just the ape kind. They were early Pleistocene, which, you know, about, what was that? Two and a half to 500,000 years ago, or two and a half million to 500,000 years ago. So, you know, uh, Neanderthals saw these things and that would be terrifying. Yeah, not into it. She tell you I'm now, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, then there's also speaking of gorillas, the gorilla body plan tends to crop up every so, every so, every couple hundred thousand years. There's the giant lemur that was like a gorilla. Then there's Gigantopithecus, which was a type of orangutan that got even bigger than the gorilla. That was like gorilla proportions. It's terrifying. Yeah, I hate
0: them. Honestly, none of that. That's one of the things that makes uh, that. Scene from king kong so great is it's just bugs but it's big bugs you're like fuck like exoskeletons are no joke but anything just big like Mm -hmm. we're we are so evolutionary benefited by calories because to be that big you need more caloric intake so obviously Mm -hmm. things get smaller and become more efficient and so then you have centipedes that are this big instead of centipedes that are literally there's there's you know the giant 10 foot one fuck that (laughs) fuck that i don't deserve to have that in my brain man that's long extinct. I shouldn't be afraid now. At least they were probably pretty peaceful. Hopefully. Hopefully. yeah. But, I mean, you know, you never know. You get in a sleeping bag all of a sudden, you're oh, its girlfriend. Yeah. And then you're making yeah, a weird yeah. hybrid like the fucking. <laughs> and then it eats your head off afterwards. Yeah. At least they are quickly. I also have a tattoo of a praying mantis. I'm I'm big into all of oh, the yeah? things that are fucking ruining my day right now. <laughs> it just shows how like delicate and squishy we all are. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Destin, I've kept you longer than I said I would. So I I would be remiss if I didn't allow you to plug your very awesome YouTube channel. And also, I have to commend you. When you started your channel, it was much slower content. Now you're putting out like tons of content. How do you keep up Mm -hmm. with that? Well, this
4: semester and last semester of college, I was a because this is my senior year. Gotcha. I don't have that many classes and my job is remote right now because right of on. covid or because i asked for it but you know and so i have enough time on my hands to put out at least a video a week my intention was to have enough backlog so that i could release them every week without having to worry about making one
0: but you know School gets in the way. Best laid plans of mice and men, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was a time where I was a month ahead on this show. Well, actually, before my son was born, I was over two months ahead. And then one flash drive snapped in half. I have no idea. Uh, how. Oh, no. Lost over a month of footage.
4: Oh, my God. I feel that so hard.
0: (laughs) I've been very fortunate. I've been a photographer, a graphic designer, all sorts of stuff, always Mm -hmm. dealing with data. And the one time I needed it to not fuck me. And it fucked me so hard.
4: Wow, that's 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 so rough. I don't yeah. know if I would be able to keep it together after that.
0: Yeah, you know, you had a hard drive issue last week, and yeah, look at you now. You, you everything's resolved, right?
4: Uh, sort of. It erased every single one of my project files for every single one of my videos no. that I've ever made. They're just gone for no reason, and that's the only thing that was affected, which is really weird. I don't know why or how, but it's gone. Weird. <laughs> But I mean, I still have all of my videos and I still have all of the files and folders that I put everything in. Okay. I just can't go back into the video to edit it, which is fine for my old videos. But I had one or two that I was working on that I hadn't finished. And then also my intros and outros, which, you know, didn't save. So I had to remake those. Yeah. You know, it's whatever.
0: Just get like (laughs) a digital paleontologist to recreate it. Right. Like Uh, dinosaurs. yeah.
4: Yeah, sure. So my channel is edge e dot g dot e dot e. g. No. Yeah.
0: E. D. E. G. G. Wow. I'm off this morning. Uh Extinct, yeah. extant, extraordinary. I love that, by the way. That's like <laughs> some 80s fucking like who's oh, that yeah. guy, the guy, Pedro Pascal from 84. He would say that. Like life can be better. It could also be extinct, oh, yeah. extant, and extraordinary.
4: Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my because my I basically grew up on eighties, nineties, and two thousands dinosaur stuff. Yeah, because I would run out of stuff really easily, so I just went to the old stuff as well, and then also eighties, nineties, two thousands sci fi, horror, monster, all that sh- stuff. Uh, and so the way I do stuff is uh, inspired by like Weird and Wild Creatures, the the uh, card game, I the uh, Animal Planets, the most extreme Animal Face Off, all of this old. This now now nostalgic, I guess, stuff. But yeah, uh, so I do
0: videos on the living, the dead, and the weird. That's so succinct. I can't. I can't let you speak anymore. I have to end this. <laughs> uh, this. I will also include your uh, links in the description. I'd like to say, if you ever have anything you want to talk about, cryptids included, you have oh, yeah. a home here, my friend. Sweet. I'd like to do that. That cryptids are awesome. Perfect. That was my chat with Destin of Edge. Which stands for something, but as a straight edge guy, I had to be like, it's brutally edge.
1: Yeah, and luckily I didn't fart on the interviews. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, guys. I'm sorry when I'm stuck in the bathroom sitting <laughs> on the toilet. What do you think happens? What was your favorite movie from this month? Now, it doesn't have to be your favorite of, but just from the rewatching for the show and, and following along with July Sick Park, what was the best?
1: it's so hard because i do i love super mario brothers and then i recently love uh tammy and the t-rex so i don't know it's weird because watching this it remind it brings me back to like childhood years yeah so tammy and t-rex didn't do that for me because you know that's kind of like the new like punk hipster like oh tammy and t-rex is cool but now this i don't know it's weird i think i'd probably levitate maybe towards this one because it's so weird and every time i watch it there's something new i, I didn't pick up on last time
2: yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like I'm with you, Doug, because choosing between Tammy and the T-Rex, I, I will say Tammy and the T-Rex just to not, you know, repeat Super Mario Brothers because I've seen it a million times. I was really happy that you introduced me to Tammy and the T-Rex because I probably never would have watched it if, you know, I wasn't doing this with you guys. So I am just going to pick that one. Yeah, And Paul Walker's Midriff is adorable. I liked
0: everything else. I mean, I, I still love Jurassic Park. Don't get me wrong. It's like one of the best movies ever. But like, you know, it is it is just like one of those kind of God tier movies. It's almost like I have it so memorized. I don't really get excited to rewatch it. It's just kind of like I'm rewatching it. You know, this movie, like there's it's so batshit and it's so weird that yeah, I've rewatched this several times in the last few years. It still felt new and not just because I was watching an extended cut. There's still stuff I'm sure was in the theatrical where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed that. Like the rock from the titties. So I'm going to go with this. I watched Carnosaur as a kid. I watched Jurassic Park as a kid. I watched Tammy, the T-Rex, albeit the not rated R version as a kid and nothing compared to the absolute bat shitness of this. And it was so exciting. And also in terms of film production and the shit that I like, it's such an enigma how this got made. And that's one of the things that we were kind of like a little wary about doing this because it's become very pop culture chic to like, look down your nose and do a dissection of this film and the production. But there's a, it's a treasure trove. Look at all the weird shit that went into this. And it's, a lot of meat on this boner.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things, too. Like, how I how I grade my own movies, like, like to watch and stuff I love. Um, I'd say, like, if it's a B movie, if it's really fun, I love it. And, in fact, people get mir- weird with me. It's a hot take. But I think Aliens is better than Alien. I'm one of those people that's like, if it's fun and entertaining and rewatchable, uh, like Tammy and the T-Rex and Super Mario Brothers, they're great B movie. Just fun. Like, bring some friends over, watch them. It's a hell of a fun time.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the great things about us all as cre- content creators and friends. is It's like, even if we don't agree, we respect each other and we're just excited about film and stuff where it's like, I-, I don't necessarily agree that aliens is better, but I can totally understand your argument and your argument doesn't invalidate how I feel. So I think a lot of people get into that like, oh, well, you know, if this person doesn't like we and also film reviewers, pe- you don't have to agree. There are plenty of times where I watch film reviewers where I'm like, oh, God, that's just the exact opposite of how I feel. But I'm like, no, I'm definitely right. This movie totally slaps. So if you don't agree with us and you think this movie sucks, great. That's part of the fun about, you know, the gamble of watching a movie. Otherwise, you would just only immerse yourself in the stories and experiences you yourself already have. A shared narrative does that, says the guy who's reading the storytelling animal. But anyway, that's a book. And books remind me. That we have a smiley little girl on our show who wrote a book.
2: Ah, oh, look at that!
0: <laughs> and so, if I'm honest, Adrian, I'm on page.
2: There's no page numbers. That didn't.
0: <laughs> no, I, I flipped to. I flipped past the acknowledgments. I finished the acknowledgments, and I I read on uh, Saturday Night Terrors on B Movie TV, the first two lines of your book.
2: Oh God! I'm no. reading like
0: five books right now, and so I will be reading yours. But uh, I'm also reading one about Norse mythology, about Don Quixote meeting the Knights Templar, the storytelling. So it's it's one of the five. So it will be it will be gotten.
2: The other ones sound a lot more intellectual than this one. So <laughs> feel free to just put this one aside for
1: now. Well, ours is coming in the mail. We don't have Amazon Prime, so we do it the cheap way. So we gotta <laughs> get thirty five dollars in the cart and then ship it. So it's coming.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, if you ever need prime for anything, just let me know, Doug. I'll be happy to to ship you. I live on Amazon. And that exclusive offer extends
0: to anybody who buys this book. Just let Adrian know and and she'll use her prime to send it to you. For, no. <laughs> uh, but we do have an offer if you buy a copy of Last Call, a Toxic Love Story by one Adrian Santiago. You get every fucking Patreon episode we've ever done, which has a monetary value of hmm. so.
2: I think it's a really good incentive, honestly, because some of the Patreon episodes are really good. So you guys are, are, are going to get two treats for the price of one. My amazing classic literary tale and all of our amazing Patreon episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm excited to read it, too, because, you know, all you Patreon viewers out there, I'm sure you love the cheese, man. And This one's just full of cheese. I can h- hear full the uh, the... Oh, yeah, Yajira's always watching um, La Rosa de Guadalupe so when it starts it does like that <laughs> Telemundo presenta
0: Alright all right. You know how we did the carnosaur thing where we're like hey we'll get a thousand downloads and we'll read this book We didn't get a thousand, it's not close Sometimes we don't get to choose who we love uh, Sometimes no. we get dealt a hand that is different from what we ever thought we'd want See? If, you, if we sell a thousand copies of this book
2: we'll do an audio book skank faces well it's it's two perspectives from it bounces back between a, a guy and a girl so
0: and a pizza place
2: jay could be the guy and doug could be the girl and how fun would that be
0: <laughs> that's the way i would oh, describe yeah. a relationship presently right doug yeah pretty
1: much i mean i still got your hot sauce i
0: haven't brought
1: <laughs> over
3: so <laughs> well, i got a bunch of shit i gotta oh, bring oh man
1: so.
0: <laughs> but um in all honesty, I love that narrative style. Since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with it. Red Wall by Brian Jacques does that, where it's Matthias and then it's Clooney the Scourge. And I think that's such a great tension-building dynamic that we often lose in books that we have in movies. I mean, if you think about like the structure of a movie, so, I mean, Thomas Harris does it to an extent, but yeah, I love that. So, great stuff, even if it's not glorifyingly horrifying. Doug, we already know how to get more Adrian. But how, how do people get more Doug and Jake, fuck boy?
1: Yeah, if you guys got a Roku, dust that off. Stop fanning your nuts and turn on B-Movie TV on Roku. It's, it's a free channel. Um, I'm on Friday Night Action at 8 p.m. We got a new episode to Friday, or today, actually. Well, fuck, every Friday at 8 o'clock. And then Jake's on Saturday Night Terror is at 10 p.m. on B-Movie TV. And yeah, they've got great stuff. It's, uh, and then Death Park, the end, uh, the director, the guy who runs the channel, directed a film. And that's coming out uh, August 12th. So you can watch it on B-Movie TV, buy the Blu-ray, and it's going to be showing at, uh, if you are San Pedro locals. Any of you San Pedro ones out there? Well, there's a theater, uh, Terra Cinemas. Uh, it'll be August 12th, so you can get your tickets online. Uh, August 12th is when they have it. So, yeah, you can see all of us here. We're all sitting down and uh, running around like crazy. I'm so,
0: standing. I've been doing my standing desk this whole time, so I am standing around. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, no wonder. Are you standing too, Aid? Because I feel like I look like a bloated blob. I feel like I don't no, have a double no, chin for once,
0: which is really, really nice. I got mine. The beard just hides it. But to Doug's point, I'll also be there. I, I'm quite certain. So you could see two of us. And if you bring your copy of Last Call, A Toxic Love Story, you can get two hosts to sign it who had nothing to do with the production of it.
2: Well, your names are in it, so there's that.
1: They okay. are. We're like the <laughs> advertising team, so we'll say, hey, I know we didn't write the story, but here like, would you go, like, hey, hey can you go sign my copy of Super
2: Mario Brothers? What did you, you know, do? We'll give We're you alive.
0: Aid's personal address and you can ship it to her. How about that?
2: <laughs> well, you know what? No, because this is the thing. If you like... <laughs> It, this is the tangible thing that you guys can sign because you can't really sign a podcast, right? So there you go. Let's you sign get... some
1: titties. Well, we can sign it right here.
2: Yeah, it's like A-D-E. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you
1: sing your name and then that'll be like a sound signature.
0: Oh, yeah, there. you could give us power wow. of attorney and we can do your signatures for you. Duh. <laughs> yeah, okay,
2: I'll just send you a stamp. <laughs> there we go.
1: And your cre- credit card information and PIN, please. Yeah,
0: and also the street you grew up on.
2: <laughs> yeah, right away. Right on top of that rose. Well, this has been a hell of a lot of
0: fun. I'm very proud of us for Sick Park. You know, we had some some foibles when it came to the month of May, and that kind of lingered in June, and I I feel that this is some of the best content we've ever created. It's obviously very self-indulgent because I love dinosaurs. Doug, what is ahead in the month of August?
1: Oh August, you guys ready to get your whirly gigs on? To get some alien films. Oh shit! And we even got an interview with. Well, I don't know if we should blow it here. Do it. All right, Gorehead fans, all you Gore people, uh, we got Hunter Jackson. Uh, we're interviewing him, and we're gonna stick him on the Mars Attacks episode because. You know, technically, Techno Destructo is an alien, right? Or a scum dog of the universe.
0: He is. We confirm it. We even talk about where he is in the cosmos on the episode. So that's pretty bitchin'. Very cool. But I, I have some things. I have a thing. So, Alan, Alan, we love you, Alan. He beat me, he beat me bad. We had talked about doing all sorts. I, I send these fuckers puns all the time of like theme months. I'm, you know, September and we do all superhero or, or what have you. And it was the plan of August was going to be Walk Among Us, which is more of a misfits reference than anything, but it was pretty good. Alan came up with the month. Are you ready to have it unveiled on the episode completely blind? And I did not consult you on it. I've just decided what it is. See, si, senor. 2001, a space augusty son of a Uh, bitch uh, what what movies does that entail all the alien shit because it's aliens yeah and it's great and he beat me i'm not as clever but i also have a podcast so take that Alan. (laughs) maybe you can come on and we can talk about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
1: so you can come on it'll be the weekly warm-up week week you remember that (laughs) oh my Uh, god i missed the weekly
0: warm-ups but uh that also took a lot of time to put all together so if you want those back let us know slasherspot at gmail.com for adrian for doug for myself for alan apparently my name is jake saying goodbye and good die that was a uh, very fast episode i don't know about you guys hey you got her slots it's your favorite
4: foul-mouthed calculator fondling cable box felching robot cyborg android monster thing cyber slash 1000 Not gonna lie, the past year was hard on your boy. With quarantine, it was pretty lonely and I did not get to meet up with your dad for boner tickles as often
3: as I would have liked. A cure for that loneliness is this week's hidden track by the Agonizers. The
4: song is called Driving Home, and even if you are alone, it feels like you have a car full of friends singing along. Imagine the intro to that 70s show, but without two psychotic Scientologists ruining it. Anyway, enjoy the Agonizers, with their song Driving Home and support them at the links in the description.